From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is TGIF. Welcome to the program. Thanks for waking up early in the morning at seven minutes past the hour on what I promise will be a very busy news day. And as I promised, I promised yesterday that we would be breaking an Atlantic City public schools uh, issue before 10 o'clock this morning. Uh, We we achieved that. We exceeded that. Or I guess you should say we met it. If I say before 10 o'clock. Then any time before 10 o'clock meets it. What's the old expression? Uh, to be on time, arrive early. If you're on time, you're late. Uh, so in any event, we, we published about 30 minutes ago. And we're already getting barraged, absolutely barraged uh, with comments. All right, so uh, we'll get to that and we'll see. Let's see. Yep, we're going to have a guest at seven o'clock to address it. So I will leave that in abeyance until we'll say seven oh five, seven oh six ish when we visit with Atlantic City Board of Education member John Devlin on look, if you go to work every day, you expect to get paid, right? How disappointed would you be? Your mortgage is due, uh how you know, clothing, shelter, food food, everything, gasoline, which have you been have you been noticing? ticking back up precipitously. I guess the people who said that the um, the decrease was short-term and this is what we could expect going into 2023, it's gone up quite a bit, quite a bit over the last month or so. And just, I, I think what happens, and it, it, it's, it's a terrible thing about human nature, you just get used to something and you accept it. If you went into what I used to do... Um, in my former jobs in operations, I always tried to walk in to the hotel or whatever responsibility I had, Tilton Athletic Club. You want to walk in with fresh eyes. For example, if there's trim that's all busted up and scraped up and carpet that's pulling up and paint that's not right, dirt, this and that, if something is just always there, human nature is you stop seeing it. It's as though it's not there. I hate to say it, but it's almost like nose. What's that called? Nose blind or something where if there's a smell, could be pets, could be whatever. You don't smell it. But believe me, somebody coming in with a fresh sense, fresh perspective, they are going to. I'll give you an example. And this is a true story. One of the biggest things that President Trump talked to me about before he hired me, he said, Harry, the restrooms have to be clean. You would think that is just part of the deal, part of the contract. But when he would come in, he would make it a point. And what we did with our 
Environmental Services Department director, he had this great orange-smelling cleaner. And not only did – you weren't disguising odor because that's terrible. When it stinks and you just put odor on top of stank, it's terrible. It cleaned beautifully, cleaned to a shine, and also smelled fantastic. So I we had – I want to say I had – I was the leader. We had a great reputation for – the restrooms at the Trump Castle Casino Resort by the Bay smelling fantastic, to which I used to get calls from the competing properties. We all knew each other. Hey, what do you use? It's unbelievable. They would come in. They come in and shop. If you don't think that people don't shop what you're doing, it's not just AAA and mobile. You have people shopping all the time, competitors and such. So President Trump... I won't say the moment he would fly in to the helipad, come down and into the building and be a fast walk. And he'd be asking, you know, for an update of what's happening and this and that. But one of the early things he would do would be to walk through the restrooms. Fortunately, I didn't get too many calls that they weren't right. But if something wasn't right. And look, I don't want to get crass or disgusting, but. You, you can just get one situation, you know, uh, can I call it like a Bosco blast? You get some terrible situation and somebody can demolish your restroom in no time at all. And if you have bad luck during an inspection or your owner inspection, you know, what do you say? It was perfect until some person went in there and demolished it. You know, you just had to take care of it. But the details are so important and the basics are so important and all of a sudden it's 349 a gallon 349.9 and you just oh it's it's not five you almost you almost like feel it's 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 it is a horrible example it's like being like a hostage but your captor did something nice. It's, it's terrible. And that's what happens with things like that. Also, and it's this, we had demarcation lines about all this stuff. We became, during the age of the O.J. Simpson trial, the media completely changed the way that they do what they do. They all get on one thing, and then they they ride it until it dies. Then they get on to the next thing. Have you noticed there's not as much coverage about the Joe Biden documents since the Michael Pence, the former um, VP Mike Pence documents? And now the coverage is that kind of they all do it. There was no coverage like that when it was just President Trump. There were I, I challenge you. To contest me on this, you cannot find any article, any coverage on how this has always been a problem since Jimmy Carter and even before. Now you see it every day. Uh, I actually printed this slop and I'm going to tear it up in front of your eyes. It was like a 10 page article titled Pence Documents Scramble Calculus 
for 2024 field. They have completely pivoted and they think you're stupid. Oh, you felt this way about Joe Biden, but don't feel that way anymore. Because, look, Mike Pence does it. Trump does it. They all do it. If we went to Bush documents, he'd have them, too. And uh, it's just terrible what they get away with. But what you have to remember is keep your eye on what really is, not what they want you to focus on. You know, the magician, when he's trying to make a 747 or a 767 airplane disappear. But the person's never by themselves. There's usually a beautiful clantily, is that a word? Uh, or scantily clad, uh, beautiful woman right next to him. Or a little bit off, actually. And you're like, hey, there's a plane, but whoa, look at that. There's a plane. Ah. And you get, you can't keep your concentration which is the whole point. Then all of a sudden, hey, what happened to the plane? The plane disappeared. It's it's tried and true. Deflection. Um, there's another word for it where you misdirection. It's misdirection. So that's what's going on with the Pence thing. Misdirection. Now you were getting tortured with all has always been a problem and 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 voluminous reports. How come it was the end of the world and no one had ever done it except Trump? I mean, think about it. This is what they try to get away with. It's outrageous. And with that. Hey, I feel like Nancy Pelosi, but I didn't have to pre tear. This was 10 pages. I have strong uh, fingers, strong thumbs. I can tear without pre-tearing. All right. The next thing you're going to hear, possibly, is this hitting the bottom of my trash can. Let me move my mic. I think you probably heard that. I'll be back. It's uh, about 17 minutes past the hour. Wouldn't you expect, and this we're going to cover at 7.05 with John, John Devlin, but wouldn't you expect, you're a rowing coach, and it kicks Stockton out because they're they're animals. And and the truth is, trust me when I tell you, they use that. That's a party house. That is a party Marty house. That's stogies and parties with Martys. Okay? Just trust me on that. I've been told time and time again. So that's why Stockton couldn't be there. They had no events to speak of ever scheduled at this beautiful waterfront property. What an embarrassment to have such riches and to do so little. But don't worry, all their friends, all their families, the big joke is they ran out of friends and family to hire, so they're hiring ex-wives now. I mean, that's the big joke going around. This is gluttony at a disgusting level. So if you're going to be a pig... Bob McDevitt once said on this program, big pigs, what is it? Uh, Little pigs get fed, big pigs get slaughtered. They are big pigs, public pigs that take care of themselves to no end. Take care of anybody else that they want to take care of. Screw over anyone they want to stick it to. And they don't pay their rowing coaches. And these are elite people. They don't pay them. 
till I blew the whistle on December 14th. They hadn't paid them since July of last year. There's no excuse for that. It's simply unprofessional and it's unacceptable. And now teachers are not being paid. We'll talk all about that. You want to get a head start? Go to the app or go to WPGTalkRadio.com. I am Hurley in the Morning. We'll be right back. Please don't go away. Fox News commentary. Non-diabetics are using diabetes meds to lose weight and people with actual diabetes are ticked off. I'm Tommy Lahren. More next. Democrats predicted an end to high inflation, but nothing has changed. In fact, food and housing prices are still going higher. Hi, this is Stephen K. Bannon, and I urge you to protect your savings from inflation by diversifying into a physical gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. To see how it works, simply text the word SHELTER to 989898, and you'll get a free info kit on gold IRAs that will explain everything. Again, that's SHELTER to 989898. There's no obligation or purchase required. Skinny Quick. It's a headline that's sure to entice many Americans, and here we go again. This time, it's an injectable diabetes medication made popular by TikTok influencers, and guess what? It works. But here's the problem. It's not meant for non-diabetics, and now the demand for these drugs has grown so large, actual diabetic patients are having a hard time affording or even getting their hands on these drugs. Thanks to influencers and diet culture, now there's a worldwide shortage of the treatment. These drugs are not for influencers who want to be skinnier. These drugs are for diabetics and guess what? They need them and others are using them and abusing them as a get skinny quick method. And it's wrong. So stop. I get the desire for a quick fix, but this isn't the way, folks. And maybe just maybe here's a shot. Stop taking medical advice from TikTok. I'm Tommy Lahren. And you can watch my show. Tommy Lahren is fearless at OutKick. We're investing. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thank you very much. It's 23 minutes past the hour. Let me give you a preview because today is Election Day. And you might not know it. Let me explain. And it's a big deal. I think it's a very big deal. The Republican National Committee will vote for its chairman. And this will be the chair that will serve in that critical position. Think about how important it is to have the right person that has the ability to articulate a message that can appear on friendly interviews and and is equipped I think the biggest characteristic trait that you need, you need someone that can go into the lion's den and eat the lion. They've got to be. There are people that can do it like a Kellyanne Conway. She's not running for chair, but I'm telling you the type of person that can go on uh, MSDNC and all these um, Democrat operative alphabet networks and be unflappable. Go on the view. And, and take that ass whooping that you take and just be fierce and, and intellectually honest and focused. See, some people can't do that very well. It, it's very um, rare quality characteristic trait to be able to hold up under that kind of pressure. And what that requires is resolve, knowing your stuff. And you need to know your stuff. Have you ever seen someone that... If there's no pressure, they seem to be right there, right with it, can can do whatever needs to be done. But the moment there is some kind of wrinkle, a twist, you watch them melt. I'll give you an example. I, I knew of someone that 
forever and ever and ever. Oh, I'll be so good. I'll be so good on air on the, and when I was doing uh, a TV show for like 20 some years. And that was always my warning signal. Anytime somebody said in advance how great they were going to be, they were terrible. And I don't even mean just a little bit bad, really bad. I'm going to tell you my favorite guest, and I hosted, oh, my God, I can't tell you how many programs. Deborah Hart and Lung Center, Legal Line, um, Dr. Back, uh, not often but occasionally, uh, filled in for a lot of the other shows. So many shows over more than two decades. Whenever a guest said to me that they were nervous and they didn't think they were going to do, do a good job, I was so good at making them feel comfortable and telling them that the exact opposite is going to be true. You're going to be great. Anytime someone told you that they didn't think they were going to do a good job or they, they were a little nervous or whatever it would be, they were fantastic. The ones, oh, I'm going to be great. I'm so, so great. They were terrible. And I mean 100% of the time. So you need to find, in these types of positions, you need to find someone that can take the heat. Because when you're getting attacked by five women on The View, it'd be real easy to forget what you know. You have to know what you know so incredibly well that it is impossible for you that you, to be knocked down, that you will be unflappable no matter what. And that drives people like that that's trying to give you the, the business. That drives them absolutely crazy. And I'm going to tell you right now, I've given this a lot of thought. I am not opposed to Ronna Romney McDaniel. Not opposed to her. But I think Harmeet Dillon is infinitely better. I think Ron DeSantis is right. Now, this is strategic I think that McDaniel is with Trump, although there are a lot of Republicans right now being very sketchy to Trump. He needs to do a calculus and find out who is really with him uh, and who is not. And I, I think that Trump is going to have some some degree of trouble in New Hampshire and Iowa and things like that. Then I think that once it gets going, he'll be fine. You look on the Democrat side, wait till I, after the bottom of the hour break, I tell you on the Democrat side what's going on in New Hampshire, for example. It is ridiculous. It is indicative of how in terrible, terrible bad shape the Democrats are. We'll get to that. But on this, I, I think as of a couple of weeks ago, I know McDaniel says she already has the majority they're already committed. She can't lose. Now, that's what she has said. I'm going to tell you something, though. This Harmeet Dillon is going to get a lot of votes. I don't know if she's going to win. And I have to be honest, I, I, am, I am incapable of making a prediction about this. Number one, you can't study it enough because you don't know. I don't know all these voters. This isn't, I will tell you this. I think if, if they had to have a primary and we could all vote, Harmeet Dillon would beat Ronna McDaniel today. That I will guarantee you. But the, the political parties are very, very tightly 
controlled. And there's people that want to keep what they've got. It's very cushy. You get a lot of glamorous. You get to go to a lot of things. And it's, 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 a, good, it's a nice gig if you're one of these voters. Get stuff. Get to go to stuff. I'm not saying the pay is good. I'm just saying there's nice perks and prestige. So it would seem to me if I had to predict that Ronna McDaniel will win. She is the incumbent. She has the entire apparatus. And she's not going to get all the votes, but I think she'll get more votes. I'm not going to make a pocket Kreskin uh, special moment or anything like that. But my gut tells me that she will win. But Harmeet Dillon has made it very interesting. And she does have a lot of support. And she probably has silent support that she won't get. Doesn't matter. But I do believe that exists. So the election is today. We'll talk about it on Monday. It is 30 minutes past the hour. Thanks for waking up early in the morning. And yes, we made it. It's TGIF. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And this is Harry Hurley with three stories you can follow right now on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app or at WPG uh, WPGTalkRadio.com. We have just posted in the last 43 minutes... A story about the Atlantic City public school system. It's not good. It's not good at all. And we also have some other wonderful content that I'd love you to take a look at on the app and at WPGTalkRadio.com. We'll be right back. From the Town Square, New Jersey, Info and Weather Network, I'm Chris Coleman. Looks like we have several days of quiet weather ahead of us. Lots of sunshine for today and seasonable with a high of 42. Clear tonight down to 30. And the mostly sunny through the weekend with highs both days right around 50. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free app. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 FM, 1450 AM. South Jersey's talk station. Hey, thank you. Great one. I was looking at a report. It's just absolutely outrageous. I don't know the time frame. I don't know if it's the two years of Joe Biden, if it's a shorter period. But I'm looking at this report about an hour or two ago about 1,100 illegals have been released into this country on purpose with criminal records. How does this administration sleep at night? How is this allowed to go on? A criminal record doesn't even get you kicked out? 1,100 criminals, illegals, that got released into the country on purpose. You just can't. You can't make this stuff up, nor, and I'm telling you, uh, I told you this when it was President Trump doing it, how important it is to get, and that's why winning the Senate, oh my gosh, the, the harm that's going to be done to our country because of two extra years of Joe Biden judicial appointments, because these are not Joe Biden appointments. This is Valerie Jarrett type stuff. Um, what other radical can can I unearth to give you the flavor of it all it's not biden this is the hard 
kooky, dangerous left. And this is two more years of appointments like this, for example. I learned about this last night at around dinner time. Biden made a nomination for U.S. District Judge for the Eastern District of Washington. It turns out she doesn't even know basic questions about constitutional law. How do you get how do you get this far? So I can't even pronounce this person's name. Uh, she is the Spokane County Superior Court Judge. Charnell, I can say that's C-H-A-R-N-E-L-L-E, Charnell. Not, I don't even know if I've ever seen that name before. Uh, the last name, I don't know if it's Belkingren and the J is uh, silent or if there's a Bjork sort of sound to it, but it's B-J-E-L-K-E-N-G-R-E-N. That's the person. That's the name. Nothing about Nothing about her name, although it's unique. It's different. But she didn't know about two different articles of our country's founding document. So I would say the things get off to a bad start when you are asked by Senator Kennedy of Louisiana, tell me what Article 5 of the Constitution does. You want to hear the answer? Article 5, quote, Article 5 is not coming to mind at the moment. I think these people understand it doesn't matter what they say. They're going to get out of committee. The Democrats are going to pass these people. Now, look, you don't have to know what Article 5 is, but she should know. Then Kennedy said, quote, how about Article 2? Answer, quote, that doesn't come to mind either. Now, even I know. That Article 5 is about the process of amending the Constitution. We've talked about it many times when people bring up about either we should be the state of South Jersey and secession and this kind of stuff and all these different things and what it takes to amend the Constitution. An amendment passed by a certain number of states and so on and so forth within a certain period of time. Article 2, I mean, I, I, I'm aghast that a judge who wants to be a U.S. district judge for the Eastern District of Washington doesn't know that Article 2 is all about the executive powers of the president. And we've talked about, we talk about Article 2 all the time when we talk about that the president can do this, the president can do that. That's why the president can't forgive the student loans because the president doesn't have the executive authority to do that. The The president can pause the loans and could probably pause them forever, but cannot end them. Congress would have to take that action. The Kennedy then asked Bjelkren or whatever the name is. If she knew about purposivism, purposivism, and she didn't do great with that either. She said she knew about purposivism, 
might be pronounced purposivism. And I stand corrected. She said she knew she was asked if she knew about it. And she stated that she was unfamiliar with that concept. Quote, in my 12 years as an assistant attorney general, in my nine years as a judge, I was not faced with that precise question. We are the highest trial court in Washington state. So I'm frequently faced with issues that I'm not familiar with. And I thoroughly review the law. I research and apply the law to the facts presented to me. Well, comma, this is Kennedy. You're going to be faced with it as a if you are confirmed. I can assure you of that. Kennedy told her broken English. But, you know, that's I'm giving to you how he said it. But here's how the Democrat media goes with this stuff. NBC News, which first reported the story, noted that Bielkengren's inability to answer Kennedy's questions may not tank her chances at confirmation now that Democrats have a 51-seat majority in the Senate. You see why that was so important, that election? That should have been in the bag. This is now the second time in recent memory that we have this problem when Republicans ran terrible candidates like Sharon Angle and Christine O'Donnell and just completely blew it in years gone by. And Democrats stayed in the majority for several years longer than they should have. And now it's happening again. I will say this, despite these bozos on the Republican side that just can't seem to 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 win when you're supposed to win. There are so many seats that that the Democrats are defending in 2024 that as long as Republicans, I've been begging and I'm actually I'm serious about this. I am actually I am going to write. I don't want to call it a manifesto, but I am going to write a very significant document. On what the Republicans need to do and what they cannot let repeat In 2024, and I'm going to give it to Jim Jordan. I'm going to give it to Kevin McCarthy. I'm going to give it to all of them. I'm going to be like Tom Cruise and Jerry Maguire handing uh, Troy Aikman. Hey, Jerry, I loved your memo. No, no, it's a mission statement. Uh, Jerry Jones, here's it. Hey, your memo is great, Jerry. No, no, it's a mission statement. Nobody got what it was, but they they got the memo. They just didn't know that it was a mission statement. I'm going to get it in the hands of everyone. Because I'm going to tell you right now, and I mean this, I'm going to make a promise this far in advance. And I almost can't believe I'm saying it. But and something dramatic would have to change for me to change. I'm not declaring it, but I'm leaning this direction. If we go through another national election and Republicans have not yet corrected the early voting and the vote by mail, And also get a handle on these drop boxes and this ballot harvesting stuff. If we don't fix that, now that's at multiple levels. One, participating and not losing the election before Election Day even happens and doing something about the illegalities and really buckling down in the framework of making it easier to vote but harder to cheat. If we don't fix that... In 2024, 
I will probably leave the Republican Party and I'm just going to become an independent. Because what's the point? What's the point? If if they if that's their job, they have billions of dollars to do what needs to be done. And they keep doing the same things. That's why I really think we need to make a change today. And the Republicans should pick Harmeet Dillon. And to some extent, Ronna McDaniel would be sacrificial to an extent because I don't think she's terrible. But we've got it. We can't keep doing the same thing. I'm not going to get into it's overused. I'm not going to get into the, the definition of the meaning of the word insanity. But we do the same thing again and again and again. And it's the same thing with the polling. I keep saying we need polling reform. We've got to do something about this. And the same thing happens again and again and again. And everybody forgets. And two years is a long time, and yet in, in, in another respect, it's the blink of an eye. It'll be here before you know it. But by then, again, the Republicans, I believe, are capable of doing the same thing all over again. What you really need to do is, I said this to everyone, every relevant person, the governors, Republican governors, uh, serious national Republican figures, they should all call Ron DeSantis. And say, Ron, let me buy you a cup of coffee. Let me take you to lunch. I got to pick your brain. How did you, how did your state count, whatever it is, 8 million votes, whatever it is, I don't even remember, something like that, 8 or 9 million, by 9, 10 o'clock at night. And how did you win Palm Beach, Miami-Dade, Broward counties? I mean, hard Democrat areas. How did you get early voting and vote by mail? participation at the rate that you did and not lose the election before election day I, i'm telling you this that we would win every time do you realize how few of the american people agree with this radical democrat agenda but yet they keep winning this is doable and jack Chitarelli in uh several years out he's got to fix it He lost the election in early voting and vote by mail. He won on election day. But that's not even a booby prize. If you lose before the election is even held, election day itself, what's the point? What's the point in even running? He won the campaign. He won election day. But he got smoked. And he knows it. We've talked about it on and off air. He got smoked in early voting and vote by mail. We have to fix that. Vince Palestina has to fix that in District 2. Testa's got it, I think, under control in in District 1. We got to fix this stuff, I'm telling you. Or we're going to lose. And when we lose, think what we're going to lose. Only our country. Other than that, nothing to worry about. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station. Yep, you went and did that. It is 10 minutes before the top of the hour. All right, I'm going to use this time, and I believe it's time well spent. We, We just really tried to never waste a second on this program because I'll use this segment to then set up what we're going to be doing with John Devlin. That way he won't have to sit and listen to me do a monologue 
and then bring him on. We can get right into it. I published about an hour ago the following. On December 14th, 2022, we blew the whistle that four Atlantic City Public Schools rowing coaches had not been paid since July of 2022. So do the math. Five months, going on six months, whatever. December to July. That's obviously unprofessional and unacceptable. And we, if you go to the coverage, because I'm going to give you the highlights, not everything. If you go to my coverage at WPGtalkradio.com and check it out, I have a link to that coverage about the rowing coaches not being paid. Now we have learned that teachers are also not being paid in a timely manner. In case you'd never heard this or you haven't figured it out on your own or you just never heard this before, the Atlantic City Public School System is one of the poorest run school districts. I don't mean poor as in they have more money than most. Somewhere between 240 to 260 million dollars a year. They have they're not poor in money. It is one of the I'll use the word worst, one of the worst run school districts in America. They consistently fail to pay their employees. These are people that are contracted for their professional services. They deserve to be paid in a timely manner. We're going to visit with John Devlin next hour about it. Uh, He commented at length when the rowing coaches weren't being paid in our breaking news story. And when we exposed that last month, the coaches were promptly paid. So it's very gratifying. People ask me, what do I love the most about my job? And it's helping people. And we've become the go-to. And you earn that. It's taken 31 years for us to earn where we are right now. And that is that you can come to me. And if you can't go public, because we know this this small organization uh, retaliates in, in, in just horrible ways, I don't blame anyone for not wanting to go public. So I have people that come to me and say, I will give you the information. I can't go public. And I don't think I don't think of anyone being a coward or anything like that. They don't want to destroy the, their life's work. And, and it, the, these are animals that they're working with. So unfortunately, now it's time for me to shine the public spotlight on the Atlantic City Public School District's failure to pay teachers earn wages that they are owed. And here's how the story goes. Historically, the teachers within, usually I say historically, but I just said historically. Oh, well, Uh, the teachers within the Atlantic City Public School System typically teach five classes per day on their daily schedule. If a teacher offers to teach, see, sometimes there's a need for a teacher to teach a sixth class. This year, it, it was required of most or at least many teachers to teach a sixth class. They are entitled to receive compensation. It's a per diem rate for the additional work. John can explain all about that if he wants to coming up after the break. The teacher's latest payment for this was due to be paid by January 15th. Uh, surprise, it's January 27th and they're not paid. The administration was also late regarding December teacher payments. And you know what's particularly cruel about that? Christmas being on December 25th. 
and it's late, late, very close to that date, and they're still not paid in December. I think they finally got paid a couple of days before Christmas, possibly December 22nd. We have confirmed that they have not been paid for January 2023, nor have they been told why they haven't been paid. See, that's another thing that a a well-run organization does. If your pay is not going to be there for some reason, your company has an obligation to tell you because you have direct payments maybe that come out of your demand deposit accounts, mortgage and your taxes and other payments, car payments and you know credit card payments. People set up automatic debits. And we are living in a time where about 75 out of every 100 people are living paycheck to paycheck. They need certainty. They need to know that on the day their money is supposed to be deposited, it will be there. We've interviewed several teachers about the situation of the non-payment for services rendered. Each would only speak under strict confidentiality that I keep them anonymous. And I have to say it's the greatest um, respect that you could ever show someone. They trust me that I will never burn them. And that is a fact. Like that monitor that wants to do uh, her investigation, they, they won't even call me. And say, hey, Harry, where'd you get that document from? I will never tell where I got anything from. That Once you blow that, you're done. People know, and they talk to each other. The only guy in this area you can go to that you can trust is Harry Hurley. You, got to, you go to him, and if, he, if you convince him that you've been wronged, he'll go to bat for you, and he'll protect you. I have a 100% batting average. I've never burned anyone. And I never will. The only communication the teachers have received regarding the matter is a January 17th letter from Tim Mancuso, uh, the Atlantic City Education Association Union that represents them. And they advised the teachers that they are working to help resolve this uh, pattern of non-payment for the members. Uh, one of the teachers provided me with a profound public comment. They all were great, but I didn't have room to print everything. But I did print this comment. This is a teacher within the Atlantic City Public School System. And to the parents listening and just everybody at large, these are the kinds of phenomenal people that are teaching your children. They're very, very good. Their administration sucks. The teachers and the supportive staff are fantastic. And they're regularly treated terribly. Quote, I love my students and would do anything for them. However, the work environment created by the higher administration is toxic and extremely difficult to work under. The nepotism, lack of communication, scarcity of funding, and the burdensome workload are issues that have plagued Atlantic City schools for years with little to no improvement. Isn't that, isn't that a, just a smart statement? And I buy every word of it. Every bit of it is true. Not only, quote, are Atlantic City Public Schools teachers currently working without a contract. By the way, this woman maybe should be the union leader, and I loved him. But this this person is just incredible. Not only are the Atlantic City Public Schools teachers currently working without a contract, but those of us at the high school with six classes are now not being paid on time 
for all of the extra time put into lesson planning, prepping, teaching, and grading. It's extremely disheartening to constantly put forth so much effort only to be disrespected time and time again, said this Atlantic City teacher. This is a great example of the exemplary teachers within the Atlantic City public school system. They deserve much better from their superiors. Let me share this little item with you. It's it's just, I think, a case study. It's unrelated to non-payment, but these teachers get $300 per year for classroom supplies for the entire school year, which really is not much. We've been advised that they regularly are told, buy whatever you want, but you have to submit requests, and then their requests are either denied or just ignored. John Devlin joins us next. It's early in the morning. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. I hope you were here for the last segment because if you were, we did the preamble uh, so that we could just come right out of the box directly to a more than 20-year member of the Atlantic City Board of, Board of Education. And when you look at the 20 years, the best of the past 20 years have been when Fred Nichols was superintendent and John Devlin was president of the Board of Education. Now, John has been president of the Board of Education with multiple superintendents, but that was the era that schools were getting built, Test scores were on the rise. Atlantic City had gone from a horrifically poor performing district to actually one that the state put in a category to be admired, uh, a high performing district. And of course, uh, the bad decisions, bad personnel decisions that have been made by the Board of Education uh, at the highest levels uh, in the administration have led to the declination of the the school district to what I believe, you know, in life, nothing is a straight rocket ship straight up. You're not always going to be, you know, uh, growing every single moment, every single year. But you should have over a period of time a trajectory that is one that you could say, you know, look, we have cyclical events and peaks and valleys, but we have consistent growth. They're going the other way. They're hemorrhaging students. That's something we're going to be uh, following up on. And if you don't know what I mean by that language, I don't mean students are bleeding. I'm saying the school is bleeding, losing students. And I'll tell you what, you, you think about the cost per pupil and every pupil that could go or would go, say, to an Atlantic City public schools, uh, high school, for example, in a sending receiving district relationship or any other way. That is losing big dollars. Each student that either leaves or doesn't choose to attend in the first place is a very big deal. And in my 31 years as a broadcaster, this is the worst superintendent. This is the worst I've ever seen the Atlantic City Public Schools ever. Never, ever, and you know, 
anybody that's a longtime listener to this program, we did battle with Mark Harris. I mean, we've been there through all of it for more than three decades. Mark Harris is um, Albert Einstein compared to what's going on right now. No one has ever seen anything like it. They can't pay the, the, the staff on time, but they got all the time and money in the world to hire every friend and family member that they can find. Remember, the big joke in Atlantic City right now is, and this is both Marty and Laquetta, the big joke is they've run out of friends and family to hire. Now they're hiring ex-wives. John Devlin, am I lying? <laughs> Harry, I, it's hard to follow up on exactly what you said. It was uh, spot on and um, completely flat facts. So you were aware of this, and you are included in my story. I did an investigation you knew, you knew nothing about. I called you after the investigation was done, and I asked you, number one, is it accurate the teachers haven't been paid? You told me it's accurate uh, and that it happened in December. And, of course, we know from the article that we put together, and you were a big part of that, that the the four rowing coaches, and these are distinguished people, but regardless, they don't have, they don't have to be uh, – Olympic coaches, I mean, they're they're the high school coaches. They're the Atlantic City public schools coaches. They deserve to be paid. They hadn't been paid since July. Teachers are not being paid over the past several months, the last month of last year and the first month of this year. John, can I ask the question, what the hell is going on? I I was going to ask you the same thing. Uh, It's becoming a trend. I mean, not to pay our bills, Harry. I think I quoted with you. I mean, is a $250 million budget not enough? You know, I bet you this. I bet you Laquita Smalls gets her check on time. I bet you her staff or cabinet gets her their check on time. That's that's what we do here. You know, people and, and their families depend on money that they work and earn. And this is, you know, another example of incompetency. How can you um, not pay your – I mean, that's your number one goal – as an administrator is to make sure your staff is paid and compensated for their time. You know, I, I, I say it all the time. And I mean it after 20 years, I think, and I know the cornerstone of a school district is your teachers. Yes. Not to pay them or compensate them for their time. Harry. <laughs> John, I'm not an attorney, as you know, I'm not a labor attorney either, but isn't it illegal to not pay your employees for work performed? Isn't that against the law? I mean, you know, again, I'm not an attorney either, but I mean, it's almost like theft by deception. You're you're bringing, you're delivering a piece of work to an agency, and you're not getting compensated for it. Yet you were promised that under contract. You know, I don't know, Harry. You know, it's, it's by, by the way, John. I say this. I say this with with a lot of respect because I know you're a very good friend, and Tim is a friend of mine. And we did battle. You know, when he was very closely connected to Whalen for a period of time. But Tim and I go back to Chelsea Little League, the Atlantic City Hurricanes. Um, We go back to childhood. We've been friends for a long time. I think he's afraid of this administration. That's that's terrible if you're the union president. He's afraid. I really believe that. The teachers are afraid. I don't blame them. They see how people are getting demolished by this gang of thugs. John, you you realize you are uh, one of the board of directors, if you will, of an organization that literally its members are living like they are uh, being being reigned over by terrorists. 
I mean, they are terrified. If I every interview that I did to be able to do the report that I did, every single one had the absolute covenant condition that I could only use the information if I kept them anonymous. And every single person, same thing, for fear of retaliation. You have no idea what these people do and how they can destroy you and what they're willing to do. You know, you've seen it. They take people that have been at one school for their whole career and they move them on purpose to somewhere they don't want to be. You you are working with some of the most rotten people that I've ever, ever come across, John. What is you? you, you I know you know this. The morale in your district, I don't think it could be lower. No, the the row in our district's in the toilet, and I don't blame them. It, you know, coming after COVID, you know, you have a, a uphill battle for some teachers, and to not get merely compensated for your family and, and your time is is beyond anything I could say. Let me say this, Harry, and can I piggyback on what you said about fear yeah. and being afraid? Um, you have, I'm gonna top it. You have board members sitting on the board of education right now that are scared, not the rubber stamp. Marty and Laquetta's agenda, or kiss the ring, or give her some kind of award. I mean, every board meeting since she's been on, I mean, there's some kind of a standing ovation for something, or an award, or flowers. Harry. Well, as you know, they all have relatives in the district. If they don't get along and go along, their relative will either lose their job, or be retaliated against, or reassigned. So we know the game. Look, you you dared. You dared to bring out the truth about Marty and Laquetta Small. It got you the unprecedented removal, not only as chairman, they didn't, that wasn't good enough, but your removal from your actual board seat. That's never happened in American history. No, it's never happened. And, and let me top that. It was an illegal removal. And I was chairman of the board, Harry. I wasn't just a member. I was elected by the body to chair that. Um, committee chair of that board so you know it, it, they don't do unethical things they do criminal things and illegal things and that's okay you know, everybody's going to have their day in court and i will have mine and um you know and this is kind of the message i've been sending teachers and hey, by the way i can't wait for marty small to be under oath when he has to answer the question if he led the effort to have because you know he has publicly stated that he had nothing to do with your removal we know that's not true and you have actual uh, digital evidence that that's not true. Well, you know, Harry, you know Marty is, is listening right now. Let's thank him for his audience. But and you and you should thank him for the basketball court. court and for the uh, seven-figure uh, payday that's coming your way in the next couple of years. Yeah, um, Harry, it, what's going on not only in the school board, but if you walk across Atlantic Avenue City Hall, it plays out the same way. It's just under different titles different salaries, but that fear, you know, if you don't kiss the ring or sign off on their crazy agenda, and I don't want to curse, I almost curse right there, but um, that you're going to get retaliated against. And, you know, we've had teachers retaliated against. We had administrators retaliated against. I mean, the list goes on. Uh, you know, we've had uh, assistant superintendents uh, retaliated against. So, uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, you know, the list is accruing, and I don't blame the teachers, but I will say this. To, your, to the, our teachers, speak out. You know, if they can't do it in public... But, but John, can you... But, well, they are speaking out. They're, they're speaking out through me because they know that there's a 100% chance that I will protect them. 
I've never burned one. And everybody in this area knows that. But I can't blame them. They can't come to board meetings and be seen. They're going to be destroyed, John. I agree with you. They're going to be destroyed. I agree with you. And, I, and look, sometimes, you know, I, 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 I get a little bit, uh, how do I put it, um, not discouraged ever, but sometimes a little bit disappointed because I think, man, I'd look around and nobody's behind me, you know, but privately, hey, thanks, Harry, you know, and, and I got to get my face kicked in. But I understand Nobody wants to lose what they've got. No one should lose unjustly what they've got. John, we're going to the first break. We're going to come right back. I'm going to ask you if um, you would be willing to do this. I would like if you would do this to let our listeners know that when the school uh, opens this morning, the administrative offices, that you could get us an answer. When are the teachers going to be paid? And then I would love to be able to supplement the article with an addendum that will say that we've updated the article. You know, John Devlin uh, has received word that the teachers will be paid on this date. And then everybody will go into the weekend knowing I don't know what the date's going to be or if they're going to give it to you, uh, because these are people that are very capable of just ignoring. I mean, they ignore 50 dollar request for school supplies you know, as part of the $300 budget. So why wouldn't they just, you know, refuse to answer that question? But at some point, they're going to be held to account. And and I have to say, I am definitely going to personally have a conversation with Governor Murphy uh, because what's going on right now, I don't care who's politically aligned and who has endorsed one another in each of their elections and all this different stuff. This insanity cannot be allowed to continue. The state monitor is failing in certain aspects. Many, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid to say. Uh, a lieutenant governor is failing. Uh, we've got to get a handle on this because it's not fair to anyone. And it's certainly not fair to the students, which is what it's supposed to be all about. But they come last. Teachers come next to last. Students actually come last. It's all backwards. It's all inside out, upside down. With John, De- uh, with John Devlin, I am Hurley in the morning. Your morning espresso starts right here. It's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. Eric Swalwell is calling Adam Schiff his fearless leader. He pointed to the steadfast resolve held by himself and Adam Schiff as the main motivation of the House Speaker for rejecting the nomination. That's not it. Eric Swalwell couldn't get a simple clearance uh, by the FBI if he needed one in the private sector. So how does he get to sit on the all-important intel committee with the information that is disclosed in there is not even shared with other members of Congress? The White House says Schiff and Swalwell They bring expertise to the Intel Committee. Not exactly because they've leaked classified information and they've lied about what they've seen in committee. The Sean Hannity Show from coast to coast later today. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You may not be required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. 
This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-885-5700. 800-885-5700. That's 800-885-5700. Hi, it's Markley and Van Camp. Join us later today at 1. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG, Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's Talk Station. Thank you. It's Harry Hurley. Join United Methodist Communities at the Shores in Ocean City this Tuesday. Can you believe this Tuesday is January 31st already? 10 a.m. to 12 noon for National Memory Screening Day. Give your brain a checkup. Enjoy healthy snacks while the Shores professional staff provides free memory screenings. So valuable. If you're considering senior living options for yourself or a loved one, I recommend the Shores. Transitioning to the Shores is easy. Move in and experience the abundant life. The Shores is fully remodeled with private apartments, two beautiful restaurants, a bistro, an on-site fitness center, and transportation, a local shopping. Best of all, it's just three short blocks to the Ocean City Boardwalk and Beach. Join the Shores for this free community event this Tuesday, National Memory Screening Day, Tuesday, January 31st, from 10 a.m. to 12 noon with healthy snacks and free memory screenings. They're at 2201 Bay Avenue in Ocean City. Please tell them I sent you early in the morning when you RSVP and call Michelle at 609-399-8505. That's 609-399-8505. John, it's not within the powers of the mayor of the morning to give out homework assignments, but as a request, would you be willing to try to find out as early as possible this morning when the teachers are going to be paid so that I can let them know? Absolutely. Uh, Harry, I'll, I'll do one even better. I'll email my secretary today as, as we're speaking. How about that? Even better. Thank you, John, because people want to know. It was cruel when it was Christmas. You think about it. You, you, you're getting ready for Christmas. People are, you know, these are tough times. I mean, I want to give an example. Uh, Don P. Hurley put this in my head. He paid $5 and something for a gallon of milk. Milk is now substantially more expensive than a gallon of gasoline. I mean, it's just crazy. Everything is crazy right now. So people didn't know right before Christmas if they were getting paid to the last second. Now they don't know. They don't know when they're getting paid in January. It's not fair. It's not right. And I know you know that, John. Uh, absolutely. I mean, you know, <clears throat> there's a. It's a tough time to be a teacher. It's a tough time to be a, a public uh, servant. And again, you know, I know I'm reiterating this, but they, you know, I feel I feel embarrassed that this kind of situation uh, that we're in right now. Um, unfortunately, the teachers haven't been compensated, and you know, this has been becoming a trend. I think we talked about it, Harry, where <laughs> this is almost like it's happening every other week. We we just spoke about this. We just spoke about the the coaches that weren't paid. So, you but, know, but um, as as you reference. And I didn't put it in this article because I just wanted this to be straight news, no editorializing, just the facts, ma'am. Joe Friday on the job here on Friday. Uh, but this really is terrible that 
they they don't ever miss a paycheck though john no worries there no 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 that then you know what as a leader you know i was in the marines and everything as a leader you're the troops should eat first not not the other way around you know um i think you have you know in, in this day and age we have leaders that are eating before the, the troops and and that's not how a leader should right and they're eating lobster and filet mignon triple trimmed i mean they're not just eating gruel and and slop i mean they're eating you know the finest there is uh while while the peasants uh are just waiting for some crumbs to you know to draw out of drip out of their mouths so they can get it up off the floor i mean it's sickening the other thing that's terrible is this and it's not legitimate because it's a, it's a pattern now. You can't it, like anything can happen once. I'm always very understanding. One screw up. If someone says oh, the time sheets weren't there, I couldn't. So we missed one pay period, but we'll get it the next. If it's that simple, tell your people. For example, the coaches weren't paid since July. I wrote the article on December 14th. There was plenty of time to pay them. That couldn't be that they didn't have timesheets for one pay period or something, you know, innocent. So we have the coaches not being paid from July until I blew the whistle. You have the late December payment to the teachers and now uh, non-payment so far for January. So this is by design. I don't know if they're doing it on purpose to retaliate. Hey, let's let's just stick it to these people. Uh, and also, we haven't gotten into this, John, and I'd like to do this after the break. Uh, and I know you're not going to negotiate. I, I was in your position, and I was chairman of negotiation with Tom McAdam on my committee and Barbara Bergman. We did a really good job together uh, in the last contract that I helped to negotiate as chairman. You're not going to negotiate over the air, and I'm not going to ask you to. But it's a disgrace also that the teachers are working without a contract. I mean, it just at every turn, they're asked to do more. Uh, the, many of the teachers believe that the district hasn't hired enough people. You know, if you needed a handful of people to maybe do a sixth class uh, and it just made more sense, it was nice that somebody wants to do it, it's volunteer, and you get a nice stipend for doing it. So there, that, I, I'm, I'm all good with that, you know, but this is almost all the teachers now have been mandated to teach a sixth period and they're not getting paid like they should not at least not being paid properly and promptly and they don't have a contract either so come on you know i mean at some point this insanity has to be you know brought to a close as to it has to end it can't continue like this we'll be back with john devlin in just a moment you know what i do at the bottom of each hour this is the town square new jersey info and weather network Thank you. And this is Harry Hurley with three stories that you can follow on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. Well, the first story, you know what it is because we've been talking about it, and that is the non-payment to the teachers uh, for the sixth period that they've been working on. Last night, I wrote a story that many people have wrote to me very kind things about, uh, both in Philadelphia and New Jersey. People are writing me, Sally Starr, if she had lived, she lived to be 90 she would have been 100 a couple days ago. 
from the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. I'm Chris Coleman. As it looks now, we're going to head into February next week with absolutely no chances of snow to speak of. Sunshine today and seasonable with a high near 42. Clear tonight, back down to 30. And then mostly sunny through the weekend with highs both days right around 50. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free app. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, it's Tom P. Join me for Rack and Fin Radio tomorrow morning at 5. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Uh, full disclosure, Tom P. is in the house right now. So listen to him tomorrow at 5 a.m. And he's here right now, hard at work. Good man, good friend. 37 minutes past the hour, we are visiting with a good friend and, and an excellent public servant. He has served Atlantic City uh, for a full career as a distinguished police officer, now retired as the chairman of the Atlantic City Municipal Utilities Authority. And I'm telling you, you ask anyone, anyone except Marty Small, you ask anyone, John's reputation on that board in terms of pursuing the best interests of the taxpayers and ratepayers was truly exemplary. It was one of the absolute most unjust terminations, and they're going to pay for it. But see, you have to understand, Marty Small doesn't care because he'll handpick attorneys that will make a lot of money. This this is a this should be criminal what's going on. And I, I am actually told that there are people looking hard and fast right now at a number of different things. But this conduct that's going on, some think it's just politics. It should be criminal. When you target someone that told the truth and you target them for removal there's a price to pay for that kind of thing you know there's a reason why in the history of atlantic city no uh, history of the united states of america that no one has ever been removed from their position like this we looked there's not a single case anywhere hey john we have another guest that's going to be coming by in just a few minutes uh, let me give you an opportunity. I'm not, I'm not going to ask you to, you know, litigate any of this stuff, the school board stuff or or certainly your um, your mistreatment at the MUA. I mean, you got a lot going for you. This I will say, because he said it on this program and literally 10 feet from me, uh, from my microphone on his microphone in the studio. Uh, Atlantic City Council President George Tibbet. I still recognize him as the president. Uh, he said that Marty Small lied. To all of them, and he publicly apologized to you. I imagine that doesn't get you your seat back at this point, uh, or anything like that, or or any um, compensation that I know you're going to receive, whether the city settles or you have to pry it from them uh, in the courtroom. And 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 Small is capable of that too, because he'll be able to hire another special attorney that will get paid. See, this is the game. Their misbehavior almost gets rewarded, John. It's it's a twisted, sick thing, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. You know, um, they they have deep pockets, Harry, and the average Don can't, you know, compete. I just want to say this. Uh, we were talking about the contract earlier. Um, we just settled a contract that was a couple of years past to a few years uh, last year. This President Shea Steele took me off the negotiating committee and put on a person, um, Mr. Torres, who was his first year on the board. To get back at me, he took me off a committee. You know, this is a voluntary position, Harry. 
Um, and you know my background. You know, I've been a teamster for 27 years. I was on the PBA negotiating committee. But I'm the guy you want on that committee. Yet, they, as retaliation, he doesn't like the way I vote or what I support. He takes me off that committee. It's like, okay, you're doing me no injustice. But as a school board member and, and for the teachers, you want me there. We had an excellent contract the last one we had for our, our teachers. And, uh, you know, I, I think this whole base is surrounded by some kind of retaliation and that's not good for for anybody harry you know we're we're they're leading out of fear and that's just you know it's it's just a bad thing for this the, the district all the way around no doubt to be continued and somebody else that got retaliated against uh steve young he's going to join us next john thanks for a visit a great visit and also i await your communication back to me so that i can amend the article relative to when the teachers are going to be paid money that they're that's now past due. Um, thank you, Harry. I will update you instantaneously. Thank you, John. Have a good day. Good to visit with you, my friend. 42 minutes past the hour. Steve Young, Atlantic City activist, joins us next on the Hurley in the Morning program. Mark Levin. But I'm sick and tired of America being treated like it's not the land of opportunity. Oh, woe is me. They're holding me back. Everybody with a chip on their shoulder. Nobody's holding you back. Maybe you're just a damn loser. Mark Levin, weeknights at 6 on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It's early in the morning, anytime, anywhere, on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. It's 46 minutes past the hour. We continue Dateline Atlantic City with Steve Young, who attended the Atlantic City Board of Education meeting of a couple of evenings ago. Uh, rather interesting outcome, I understand, Steve. Uh, yes, I was almost I retaliated against and almost arrested uh, uh, by the police department because of a board member, uh, Shay Steele, did not like what I was saying in reference to protection of our children. So they, they shut you down. You get three minutes, which is a joke to begin with. Then I think you were like half that way through and you got shut down by Shay. Uh, and then he called for the Atlantic City Police to take you out of the out of the room. I've talked to multiple people that were in the room that said you did nothing that deserved. I mean, so they really now they're putting the police in a bad way because they have to make these um, they have to follow these these orders from people who aren't even with the authority to give orders. It's it's just a it's a twisted thing that's going on right now. But you do have time now. We've got 13 minutes uninterrupted. Steve was talking about how, you know, look, you've got time, the state monitor, you have time, you want to open an investigation, how Harry Hurley got the, the your letter that, that hired uh, the former superintendent when the board voted not to hire him. Uh, you got time for that, but you don't have time to address the issue of students getting sexually assaulted on multiple occasions now in Atlantic City. Your point is they, they, it, they had no defense, which is why they had to shut you down. So now, now say what you didn't get a chance to say at the meeting. Well, basically, it's, it's this. Our children's safety, how can they work in an environment and get good grades if they don't feel safe? These type of acts that's been going on, the teachers can't report it because they retaliated against and threatened. The community, when they talk, you, they weaponize them with the police officer want to lock them up. But all we're asking for is transparency and the truth of what happened with Kyan Frazier so it won't happen again. 
What is wrong with that? And well, what's wrong with that is because, as you know, uh, he's, I believe, a direct cousin to Laquetta Small. So he's directly related to Marty and Laquetta Small. Uh, as recently as the beginning of my coverage of this issue, he still was registered to vote from their home, uh, proving he lived there or he lied about living there. One or the other is true. Both both can't be. But I understand he did live there for a period of time. And they don't address this because it's too close to home, I guess, Steve. Yeah, but it's bigger than just them. It, it trickles down in our community. True. Children start but true, up. but they have the power. And right now, even the state is going along with this insanity. Uh, it's true. It's It's bigger than them. But when the one is uh, the CEO of the city and the other is the CEO of the uh, board of, of the of the Atlantic City Public School System, uh, it's it's a lot of power. Yeah, but everyone that has these positions in one of these positions, it's about accountability. And, that, and this is what comes with it. If you're not willing to serve the people and listen to the people, what are you there for? And, and that, that's what we must get to the people and to, because our children are hurting so bad. And, and we, we're out there. We see it. And what happened is what's wrong with being proactive and getting these children some help? The ones that's been injured as well as the ones that are still going in the school system today. Yeah. We, well, Steve, that's a really good point, and that's something that we've written about and we've talked about it at length with John Devlin and even uh, on occasions when it's just my own commentaries about it all. The moment you have a child that's sexually assaulted, you've got to look at all of your programs, all of your policies and procedures, and you've got to put some things into effect. You need a hotline. You need counseling. You need sensitivity training, perhaps, all kinds of different things that you've got to take a look at, they they have had multiple children sexually assaulted by staff members. One for sure, one allegedly, and there are a, a slew of other allegations and people lining up right now to sue the um, Atlantic City Public Schools District that, that didn't get their day in court, but look like they're going to get their day in the um, administrative level courts. Uh, and, and probably a lot of compensation at some point. But they they didn't make one change. Now, to quote my friend Jack Cittarelli, who does that? Who says that? I mean, it's it's beyond belief. They they didn't make one change. It's not me saying it. It's a board member of the Atlantic City Board of Education saying that. Not, and if you go to my article uh, on our website or the app, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you can see all the things that the Atlantic City Board of Education should have done, and they didn't do any of them, Steve, so that when you stand up and you dare to bring this up, that your priorities are all messed up and the kids aren't safe here and you've not, you haven't done anything about it, they want to shut you down and have you removed from the meeting. And, and I want to say that this is what makes it even worse. And I want to thank you and, and John Devlin and others that have been speaking up. It's a shame that some, most of them, these incidents been happening to mostly black children in our community. It's true. And our black leadership has not said not one word. And here it is, white folks are speaking up more than, than the black ones are. And we are more, more close to them. So, so when you see these type of things happen, you're not going to contaminate the person that's been speaking up. You're not going to threaten them with law enforcement because we're going to continue to speak up about this until there is help for those families as well as those children. 
and they don't understand. When it hurts the children, it hurts the family. You hurt the family, you hurt the community. Because in Lang City, we're called all cousins. Everybody's related. And Steve, because of my many relationships in Atlantic City, and you're one of them for for so many years, I know who child number one is. I've never met child number one, but I know who child number one is that got abused, sexually abused. I would love to know, what have you done? What have you done besides retaliate even against that child when that child was working for Dredgy Wood, I understand, not even working informally, just just sort of just, you know, helping out. Uh, you shut Dredgy Wood down. You, you know, there was a whole big dust up. John Devlin talked about it on the show where the, the Smalls were very upset. Uh, they they want to re-victimize children. I mean, there's this is sick what's going on. I would love to know what's been done for child number one. Has child number one had proper counseling? Anybody that knows anything about victims of sexual assaults, they, they need a lot of help in years going forward through their their childhood and into adulthood that that forever rewires and changes the person and it's nothing like a child feeling that nobody cares and no one's speaking up on their behalf where do the children go and i went to the city stat meeting and i asked them that while the state there the police there and everybody where do parents and where do the families and children go when they need help because everybody's turning the other cheek and, and uh, their back on them and no one's speaking up for them. Well, you, listen, I know, you know, you know the way the game is played. You, you've been chairman of the planning board, I think it was, if not the planning board, the zoning board. Uh, you got removed like Devlin did. They took an opportunity and conflated something else to say, hey, you can't do this either. Uh, and, you know, you and I litigated that whole thing together on air uh, a while back. Uh but they've taken no action, no action at all to help people that have been hurt. And let's not forget, other people get affected by this, too, afraid to come to school, knowing that these things are going on, that they don't do anything about it. I mean, this is dangerous. It's really dangerous. And, and what happened? You're talking about our future. Our children is the future. If you don't protect our future, then what good are you even living as an adult? And we must take it that strong for everybody that's been silent. Silent is act like betrayal to your children and your community. Steve, let me ask you about that because you know what it's like. You've you've led protests and things like that. You've been willing to get arrested, you know, at the foot of the of the of the uh, expressway and things, things like that. You know, you know how 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 it goes. And many times, some of the most serious issues, there are very few people willing to to step out. And to do the right thing, I understand teachers know they will be squashed. They will be retaliated if they come out, whether it's about getting their own pay. They're afraid to come out and say, hey, you're not paying me. They're afraid to even come out about that. So they're not going to come out about uh, Laquetta Small's cousin sexually uh, assaulting a child. Uh, they're afraid of what's going to happen to them. I understand that. But, I mean, clergy has been silent other leaders, I'm not going to say just African-American leaders, but they have been, too. Uh, why is this the way that it is? It's all about fear and faith. If you have faith in what you believe in, all the money and all the jobs and everything, it don't mean anything if you don't have faith. And, and what I think should have happened, I think there should have been a real rally behind child number one and their family. 
that had been abused by by the mayor and the and the superintendent's relative. That sh- people should have come together, but it, it's very apparent to me they chose politics and they chose staying in line with these two, wh- who I think are awful examples of public officials, rather than support a child who was sexually assaulted. That is as sick as it gets, Steve Young. Yeah, but you know, a lot of people did come forward. Parents came forward with us at that meeting and asked for an independent investigation. They voted for it. They got the investigation. We never seen a report. Parents came forward and went to the police department and did a a complaint because there's no statute of limitations on these things. People must wake up to them. If they turn in the other other way, whether they're a parent or, or a student or a child or whether it's a teacher, if you turn the other way, you're liable in the future towards being sued by these children because they get older and they can speak up and talk about it and they're going to wonder why you didn't do anything. This is real and there's no statute of limitations. So if you're worried about your job or, or what you have, you can lose it all in the future because you turned your back on our youth. Yeah, I think it's terrible. Uh, and and they haven't done anything to improve the situation. And, and then it happens again. And I've heard other things I can't say yet because they're not provable, but there's other bad things that haven't come out. And I I feel like the worst is yet to come because if you don't fix it now, how can you expect that the behavior is going to stop? I mean, this is right now, it's like open season. Nothing is happening to any of these bad actors. It's really bad for business. And we're in the final minute for today, Steve. You're always welcome back. But how about the fact that, and you know this, for all these years since the state's been under, or the city's been under state uh, monitorship or, you know, state takeover, the state monitors have oftentimes undone actions that were taken. Like they hire somebody, the state vetoes the minutes and says, no, you can't hire that political friend, no way. The board voted not to hire the last superintendent, and the monitor within hours reversed it and hired the person we've got the exact opposite game being played right now steve and that monitor should be fired working for the state to see this happen to our children and and it has to deal with financial did she actually say did carol morris actually say at the meeting that that issue was addressed didn't she say that yeah i believe she did and these issues have not been addressed the hell no it's still happening in our district no there's been it has been a cover-up actually steve we're at the buzzer um to be continued good to talk to you thank you very much i do appreciate it. i appreciate you thanks when we come back new jersey senator michael testa here on the hurley in the morning program and then my good pal he was it was great he was on a cruise i was in disney world my second favorite place uh And All Season Solar with Frank Neal is coming up in the 9 o'clock hour. We'll be right back. It's halftime. PGG Atlantic City, WENJ HD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you and welcome back. Now, you don't even have to look at your calendar because when I say that Senator Michael Testa is here... You basically know 
it's the last Friday of that particular month. So I love that kind of thing, that he keeps the appointment, that we keep it going, uh, because in the interest of the public, it's, it's absolutely one of my favorite hours of the month, because the senator is obviously relevant and works very hard and is getting things done. And I enjoy the opportunity that we have to uh, share important public content. But before we get to the important content, uh, I didn't put this on the agenda, but I knew I was going to raise it uh, before we get into anything serious. Senator Testa, welcome back to Hurley in the morning, sir. It's always great to be on with the perpetual mayor of the morning. Uh, I'm envious of you in only one way, that you never need to run for re-election. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate that because obviously you are running for re-election this year. Before we get into all this good stuff, uh, I want to brag about my son, I know what a great son you are to your dad. We have this in common, too. You're Michael Testa. Your dad is Michael Testa. I'm Harry Hurley. My son is Harry Hurley. We call him Rob uh, for his whole life or Robbie when he was little. Sometimes Robbie even still. I call him Rob. And you saw because I, I wanted you to see it because I know your your pedigree in terms of pizza. My son with his wonderful pizza oven prepared Five incredible pizzas for the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. Uh, the Eagles in that absolute just stomping of the New York Giants. So our pregame meal you saw were five homemade pizzas made to order with the exact toppings that the individual guests wanted on their pizza. And you you gave my son high grades, which I appreciate. Well, there were two of those five that you shared with me, the pepperoni one. And, and if I recall, it was like a prosciutto and arugula pizza. It, it, it looked phenomenal. I can tell that your son is very talented and takes it seriously um, because, you know, the way everything was even distributed on the on the pizza was symmetrical, which is a thing for me, by the way. Like, I don't like when my toppings are all off or they're crowded on one side and sparse on the other. You, you could tell he put a lot of love into making sure everybody was happy for that playoff game. And I got to admit, I was a little bit um, jealous of those, those piping hot pizzas coming out, Neapolitan style, which is, again, a style unto itself, which I happen to personally really love. I know David Portnoy is not a fan of that style of pizza, which I, I can't understand or fathom why. Cause I know. It's the original from which, from which all other pizzas yep. were fathered. Yeah, right? I've, watch, know, so, I've watched yeah, him I, do terrible grades on that type of presentation uh, and preparation. Uh, there was at least a third that I sent to you because I remember we had a conversation about it, the pepperoni pizza, because you commented that the pepperoni actually turned into cups and that it was exactly how a pepperoni pizza should be. So I did send you that one as well. Uh, he did five of them. The other thing I sent to the senator was a picture of his work table. The pizza oven was outside. The work table was outside and the five pie shells were there. He made the everything was from scratch. And you could see that on the table, the five um, before they even were formed into the pizza. Uh, and I, I got to say uh, his skill and the wonderful oven, which which cooks at more than 700 degrees. As you know, that's a big part of the whole deal, that heat. Oh, absolutely. And, and that's how you get those little bubbles that have the char on them, which I find absolutely 
delightful to have on my pizza. And it's usually the sign that you're going to have a really good pizza experience. And I know, and I know that you and the rest of the Hurley clan had just a wonderful experience with those five pizzas. You sent me all of them. I believe it, I, I believe in order it went plain pepperoni, the arugula prosciutto, possibly a second plain. That's true. And then there was another one that I, I, there was a one that it looked like it may have been ham on there, which I, I pray I pray to the good Lord that there was no pineapple on there. Well, there was. But remember, and I even said that that would be something that Senator Testa would would absolutely throw the red flag, uh, <laughs> veto the, the legislation. But by request, there was one that wanted the ham and the pineapple. And it, it, it's true. It, it was there. Uh, and you're right. You, you, right down to my son made the, the, the fifth one because the four were almost gone before he got done the fifth and he brought the plain one up and then he finally got to eat some of it. Uh, but it was perfect. We're not going to do it right again back to back for this Sunday night. But whether the Eagles make the Super Bowl or not, we're doing pizza again for Super Bowl pregame. So looking forward to it. And I have to say his talent, the ingredients and that amazing oven, which is O-O-N-I, I believe. What a pizza oven. I never heard of that yes. version until he got it. But, oh, it just... What, what do you think is... I mean, you take like... And I know you're you're familiar with this and you've eaten there with Monty Dom. You take a steak, maybe a filet mignon or any type of cut that's cooked at these super high temperatures. What is it about, for example, cooking a pizza for, say, five minutes sometimes even maybe a little less, but about five minutes at a little more than 700 degrees. What is it about that that can turn out such a perfect product? Well, it also has to do with the ingredients, and I would be willing to bet that your son is, is using the highest level greens, which is double zero flour yeah, that's correct. From, from Italy. And, and see, that's not what your typical pizzeria is going to be using. So when you're doing that true brick oven style pizza that, um, that he's cooking in the uni, you need that type of flour, and it does need that type of heat. I don't believe that you can really cook that type of dough in a traditional pizza oven at, you know, what is typically a 400 degree, 450, maybe 500 max pizza oven, and it will work. It needs that high heat from what I've been told, and it, and it helps get that charred process that still is somehow a little bit softer in the middle, but has a, has a great char on the outside. So, I believe it, it, it's a, you know, a coming together of the ingredients and the heat. And that's just the way it was done uh, traditionally in, in Naples, hence Napolitan style pizza, with, with the high heat and brick oven. And your son looks like he's knocking it out of the park, Harry, I have to tell you. Yeah, he really is. When we come back, we're going to talk serious issues, legislation, a uh, piece of legislation that I think some people are a bit mixed up on, that Senator Testa can set all that straight. Obviously, a little mention here or there about all 40 Senate seats and all 80 New Jersey General Assembly seats open uh, in the Tuesday, November 7th general election. But, of course, as we've learned, if you wait until Tuesday, November 7th, uh, don't expect to win because early voting and vote by mail has to be tended to properly. I'm going to be aggravating people, actually, with how much of a broken record I'm going to become this year and going into next year, uh, I'm going to be about it because there are elections that in some cases, look, Atlanta County, Cape May County, Cumberland County now, where where there have been great results. 
were the exception. But in many races where Republicans could win and, in fact, should win, they've been losing because they don't even realize they lost before Election Day even occurred. Uh, so we got to get into that as well. A lot to talk about with Senator Testa. It's 15 minutes past the hour. With Senator Michael Testa, I am. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. For Sean Hannity this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. All right, this is the perfect moment of the program because we've got about 12 minutes before the bottom of the hour break to give Senator Testa an opportunity to update you on a piece of legislation that I think most people get, but in some quarters there has been some criticism about it. And you know what I'm talking about, Senator. What is the piece of legislation and what what's the deal? Okay, it's the information literacy bill. And what it does, the bill requires schools to teach information literacy, really as it pertains to social media and source material for research papers. And, and what it does, it's, it's requiring the Department of Education to set standards. And we're having three separate hearings, and that's a minimum of three separate, one in North Jersey, this bill recognizing recognizes the central Jersey, which I know it can be a, an, an additional um, s- somewhat controversial issue. One hearing to be, take place in central Jersey and at least one to take place in South Jersey so that parents' voices can be heard to help develop these standards. Now, Harry, I can tell you what the impetus was of this. You know, during the lockdowns, I got to speak to a lot of local teachers. They were indicating to me that young folks were trying to cite to websites like Wikipedia as source material for papers. That concerns me. Um, I'm sure you're aware, Harry, you know, we have an NBA star in Kyrie Irving that is oh, yeah. way too influential. And, you know, he was disseminating information that was anti-Semitic. There's been a huge uptick, as we know, in anti-Semitic crime. And and today, I don't want it to be lost that today is Holocaust Remembrance Day. There's been a huge uptick in Holocaust deniers. And I can tell you that, you know, that out, we kent it from being on social media and any other platforms. We are trying to teach young people to be free thinkers and be able to separate the wheat from the chaff themselves when they're doing Google searches and research on the internet. The other thing I can tell you that, and this is all verifiable, you can look it up, Harry, that there's an uptick in the flat earth theory, which is another another theory that Kyrie Irving has espoused on his social media and has had to apologize for. I mean, you know, you realize that young folks are very impressionable. They are more than likely getting their news from either some form of social media, whether it's Facebook, which is actually a minuscule part, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube are the three highest um, platforms where where young folks get their news. They're not getting it in the traditional sense. Unfortunately, they're not listening to Harry Hurley. Unfortunately, they're not even reading the Philadelphia Inquirer, the Atlantic City Press, the Daily Journal, and Violence, so that there's not even a balance of information that they're getting. Instead, they're getting hit with a fire hose of information via social media. 
That's true. It really is. And then it's a matter of, I don't know, who's more persuadable. I mean, truth right now is sort of, uh, to quote Barack Obama, a construct because it's sometimes hard to get at it. I mean, look at just look at the I'm, I'm not trying to conflate here, but look at the document thing. When President Trump had documents, it was treated like a one off. It's so outrageous. No one's ever had classified documents ever. Uh, and then all of a sudden, and Joe Biden went crazy about it. And, you know, he would never do it. And this is so terrible that Trump has classified documents. Then meanwhile, he's got them raining out of out of the sky in his garage, in his house and who knows where else. Then Pence turns up some some. Now all the coverage is, hey, this has been a problem for over 50 years or more. Uh, well, that's not what they were saying before. So the truth actually, Senator, as you know, can be very elusive when there is a dishonest agenda. It gets very tough. Sometimes the truth doesn't sell, but it's still the truth. Absolutely, Harry. And, you know, with, with the proliferation of information sources in this high-tech environment in which we live, it's my belief that students must be taught to navigate the options and understand that not all of the information on the Internet is credible. You know, published information can be so misleading and manipulative, as we've seen in, in the example that you just used. And right now there is zero accountability, so students need to learn how to evaluate the material and use it effectively and, and, and arrive at their own conclusions. Yes. So, you know, they, they need to be taught that any moron, and I mean that, can, can make a blog post, podcast, or YouTube video, but the information that they are espousing may not be at all reliable or accurate. I mean, you know, again, this is very personal to me. On this day, my grandparents met in a Nazi concentration camp. There are people that post all of the time that the Holocaust didn't happen, that this has been a hoax. Well, you know, six million deaths would, would prove otherwise, I believe. This is really disturbing stuff, and kids need to be able to learn to sift through all of that information. What I've said has been a fire hose of information uh, in, in this digital age in which we live. It's true. It's very, very true. You're listening to Senator Michael Testa. So the legislation for those that are taking a negative um sort of uh, approach towards it. Why do you think that is? Well, I, I think people right now, look, with Governor Murphy's draconian lockdowns that we had, and specifically with the Department of Education and their radicalized uh, sexual education programs that they were trying to force feed down young children's throats, people are on guard, and they should be. And that's exactly why in the bill itself there are three hearings scheduled where that can have participation from concerned parents, grandparents, just New Jerseyans who can express their opinions to make sure that an agenda is not trying to be taught, that in fact it is a process to help our students navigate the information that they are being flooded with when they are on social media and the Internet in general. I understand why people are, are concerned, and they should be concerned because it is in the Department of Education's hands. And we should be looking at them with the jaundiced eye, especially after their sexual education standards that they attempted to set in this state. So, but this gives the public a time to participate. So let's do our very best to make sure that our children have the tools necessary to navigate social media. I can say this, Harry, the last thing I wanna see are our kids 
being force-fed an agenda from the New Jersey Department of Education. What I do want them to have, and this is the spirit and intent of the bill, is to have the tools necessary to successfully navigate the Internet, successfully navigate social media, and be able to decide for themselves. I don't want anyone to be, whether it's a Republican or a Democrat, I want, I want our youth to be free thinkers and hopefully not fall for hoaxes such as flat earth, and Holocaust deniers. That's a very dangerous narrative that is out there, and it's gaining ground. People should be very concerned about that. Before we go to the bottom of the hour break, let me share with you a quote from the late great general and then future president Dwight D. Eisenhower. I've always remembered either the direct quote or at least it's paraphrased accurately. At the time of the Holocaust, and and as you know, I mean, anybody out there that's a Holocaust denier, uh, that, that's a level of just depravity, sickness that I, I can't, it's not relatable. I can't even, I can't even process it. Uh, but there are people who actually trade in denial. Uh, General, and just think about this. General Eisenhower was asked in the field, General, I mean, do, do, do we want to even document this? He said, yes, film every, every inch of it. Because otherwise, some bastard is going to come along someday and say that this never happened. How about that? The pretty visionary uh, philosophy there. Because there was thought that, oh my God, the mass graves and this, this the, the, the hideous, you know, um, circumstances. You, would we even want to document this? That that shows you why that was so important. That as much documentation that you could possibly do in real time was done so that, quote unquote, some bastard doesn't come along sometime later in history and say that this never happened. You know what I can't figure out, Senator, and we got to go in a second, but what we'll time after the break? Why are there? I mean, I know we can't legislate couth and morality and sensibility. There's crazy people about everything. People think we didn't land. Like, do you believe we landed on the moon? I do. There are people that think it was on a movie set that we did not really land on the moon. Uh, they're moon deniers or whatever you want to call them. There are people, and you brought it up, and, and I'm seconding it, that deny the Holocaust. How can you deny something? I mean, have you never met someone? Uh, we had actually a Holocaust survivor live with us in my home every summer for a number of years when I was a child. And I was very young, and I learned about the Holocaust in school, and they talked about like a tattoo number and things. And so I saw the number on, on our, um, I don't, I don't want to say tenant, our friend that would live with us during the summer. And he told me the whole story and he told me the whole story, how he escaped, uh, and everything. I mean, I, I personally know someone that survived the Holocaust that, that, that was tattooed and had every, every, um, proof that the Holocaust had happened. We can't explain, but can I just ask you to sort of why do some people deny the obvious? I can't figure that out. And, Harry, I love that quote, and I actually had it queued up to talk about. And, and as usual, you and I are simpatico on this. And this is the direct quote from Dwight D. Eisenhower. Get it all on record now. Get the films. Get the witnesses. Because somewhere down the road of history, some bastard will get up and say that this never happened. There you go. That's the direct quote from President Eisenhower. I, I don't know why people deny it. Look, I, I told you I didn't have the 
the pleasure of knowing my grandparents. They passed before I was born. They met in a Nazi concentration camp. But many of my great aunts and uncles who did survive told me of the horrors that they, that they, that they faced. So I take it personally when I see that online as it was nowhere, as either an outright denial of it happening or saying it was nowhere near as bad as it was. Well, you know, the United States of America fought for the, in my opinion, you know, the Civil War and World War II were the shining moments of the United States of America in the sense of preserving the Union for the right reasons and making sure that world peace could exist for the right reasons to save people from being oppressed in both cases, uh, in the Civil War and World War II. Why did we get involved in the war if it wasn't occurring, right? I mean, it, was, it wasn't over land. This was over people who, in fact, were being murdered, slaughtered, taking in train cars to gas chambers, and obviously the fact that we had what happened in Pearl Harbor, which occurred, which was the most one of the most despicable acts to ever occur on American soil. So, you know, I can't fathom why people deny this at all. And I, and I try to pay them no mind. But in this digital age where there's this proliferation of misinformation on TikTok, which I, I, I don't want to see a nefarious evil where there isn't one, but we, we have to take a strong, hard look at TikTok, considering it's a Chinese platform. And I truly believe that it's a platform that they're trying to harm our, our youth and our country through that platform and do a massive data mining. There's no doubt about that. That's documented as well. I think that we have to do our very best to make sure that our youth can sift through the nonsense that is on social media. Yeah, it's so important. I mean, we sometimes can lose sight of the fact that as great a tool as all this is, there is so much data, there's so much information that's available out there, but there's not the proper culling of it. And and who's the decider? I mean, it's it's a big discussion about all the social media platforms that, that decide to, from an ideological standpoint, to ramp down or completely deplatform opinions they don't agree with. And then that's another problem that we have because I'm a big believer in people getting as much information as possible and being able to make the best decisions. But if you have everything from skullduggery to, to propaganda to actually um, acts of omission, commission, uh, it's tough to get to the truth if certain facts aren't allowed to be part of the discussion. So there's so much here, and I could not agree more with Senator Testa. It's got to be addressed. And the answer isn't always government having the answer. Like I heard Dick Durbin, yes, we have to regulate that. I mean, government messes up a lot of stuff, too. But there are certain things that really, in a representative republic, only government can do. Uh, And this is a good conversation. We're going to further it. We'll continue on other issues as well with Senator Testa right after this. I'm Hurley in the Morning. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. It's Harry Hurley with three stories that you can follow right now on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. Our article that I'm hoping is going to get the Atlantic City teachers paid their due salary and wages that they haven't been paid. Believe it or not, a quarter of a billion dollar annual budget. They're not paying their teachers. Uh, I think we're going to help get them paid hopefully very, very soon. We have stories on the best seafood soups in the region and some other great stuff on the app.
From the Town Square, New Jersey, Info and Weather Network, I'm Chris Coleman. Looks like we have several days of quiet weather ahead of us. Lots of sunshine for today and seasonable with a high of 42. Clear tonight down to 30. And the mostly sunny through the weekend with highs both days right around 50. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free app. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Listen for the morning edition of the O'Reilly Update with Bill O'Reilly at 1015 this morning. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you so much. 37 minutes past the hour with New Jersey Senator Michael Testa. I am Hurley in the morning. Senator, let's uh, let's move on to some other ground. Uh, Is it a bit surreal? Because, I mean, because of the timing of your ascension to uh, to to the senator's position, it, just the nature of it, because it was an unexpired term with Congressman Van Drew going to the uh, United States Congress from the District 1 senator's position. So that was a short leash, if you will. Then then the two-year term, uh, and now it seems like another two-year term. Uh, that shouldn't even be possible back-to-back because it's always 4-4-2. Four, four, and two. But you've been on the ballot a lot of times in a relatively short period of time, haven't you? Yes, uh, it's it's great because I'll tell you what, Harry. I look at I try to look at everything as a positive, and you and I have spoken about our mutual philosophy about this. Um, it would have been great to come into a, a four year term or even my second term to be a four year term. But what this has done is allowed me, Antoine McClellan, and Eric Simonson. We've gotten to run together three times in a row now. That's something that probably has never happened in the state of New Jersey's history because because of the staggered. Um, the, the staggered election process with the Senate being 442 and then with the assembly being every two years. So it has really allowed me to not only connect with them, but to connect more importantly with so many of our constituents and learn so much more about the district. I mean, you know, uh, you know, Assemblyman McClellan and Simonson comment to me all of the time how I really taught them about Cumberland County. And while I knew a bit about Cape May County because I was, you know, a lifeguard in the city of Wildwood. That, but they've taught me so much more about the county and shown me somewhat like the nooks and crannies of the district down there. And it's just been really wonderful. Harry, if I could go back, if, if I can extend yeah. some senatorial courtesy oh, to, my, to myself. Yeah, time, on, time. On some of the critics yeah, of the media literacy bill. Yeah. You know, what, what, what's been really disturbing, and, and, and I really try not to give any attention to people who are just spreading misinformation, but I, I have to address Steve Lonigan. Um, he has gone on a podcast and the radio stating that this bill allows the Department of Homeland Security to essentially come into parents' homes and having people be charged with spreading information uh, or misinformation. Nothing is further from the truth. The First Amendment is still alive and well. This bill does not touch upon anyone's First Amendment rights. To the contrary, it actually encourages people to be able to sift through the information. And, you know, I, I have to say this, and I try to follow the 11th commandment, and I, and I think I still am because I'm only speaking factually about what Steve Lonigan is trying to do in a primary in a district in which he has never lived before. He's carpetbagging to get to an assembly seat. He is spreading this misinformation as a fear tactic and fear-mongering in hopes that he's going to be able to garner up some type of following in a district in which he doesn't live. And I find his actions and misrepresentations 
to be really intellectually disingenuous, and it's from a person that I at least used to consider someone of intellectual honesty and trying to be a good Republican and try to get other Republicans elected. But instead, he has chosen to bash me when this bill went through the Senate 36 to 0. And I would say our most conservative member of our Senate, uh, Mike Doherty, Senator Mike Doherty, is no longer the senator, who who cross-examined the prime sponsor of this of this piece of legislation. Her name is Olga Polites, and she's made some statements that I disagree with after the fact, but he questioned her at the education committee rather lengthily and then voted for it in committee and on the floor. It went through 36 to zero, but somehow, you know, Steve Lonigan and his pals are painting me to be the bad guy, evil rhino. And, and I just find it to be completely intellectually dishonest. Yeah. It's also against Reagan's, uh, you know, Eleventh uh, Commandment. I mean, what what does what sense does it make? I mean, if you look at fiscal issues, you look at philosophy, overall philosophy of governance. I would, I would, I and mean, you know, I've known Steve forever, uh, and it, we've always had a really good relationship. Uh, I'm I'm pained to hear that he's given you a hard way to go because he's hurting a very important incumbent senator that you were the start of big things. I mean, one happened and then two and three. I mean, that that's that's the stuff that drives me crazy in this business. It's Republican on Republican crime, and I don't think it's necessary. It's totally not necessary. And you and I have talked about, you know, the Reagan philosophy that if someone agrees with you 80% of the time, they are your friend and not your enemy. I'd be willing to bet that we that he and I agree 98% of the time. But, you know, there there are those out there, and this is why we don't have a Republican governor right now in Jack Cittarelli, and I will say that. Um, you know, even if I disagree with Jack 5% of the time, in my opinion, he would have been an infinitely better governor and better for the state of New Jersey than Phil Murphy. Let me do my broken record trick because you know how I feel about this too. Cittarelli won on election day and got beat bad on vote by mail and early voting. That's what we have to fix, Senator. Uh, Agree. And I can tell you this, the reason that Cumberland County did so well this year and flipped the freeholder board for multiple years for the first time in over 50 years, this past election cycle is because guess what? I engaged in a very, very robust vote by mail program that I had to get buy-in to have Republicans believe in it. You know, for those that are listening that don't know, I'm the county chairman in Cumberland County for the Republican Party, and we won by 3,000 votes. And that's a margin that has been rarely ever seen in Cumberland County by by the Republican Party. When I first became chair, Harry, we were about 16,000 votes down in voter registration. This past elect after this past election cycle, we've calculated we're only down about 6,500. And that's in large part due to a very robust voter registration program and vote by mail program. And we were the number one GOP county organization in the state in rate of return for vote by mail. Good stuff. We'll be right back more with Senator Michael Testa right after this. And when we come back, we'll have 10 minutes uninterrupted until the top of the hour. Frank Neal, all season solar will join us in the nine o'clock hour after Senator Testa with Senator Testa. I am early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 because of you, South Jersey's 
number one news talk radio station again and again and again. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins. CNN now is mulling over a venture into late night comedy. Hmm. They are talking to the likes of Arsenio Hall, John Stewart, giving their primetime has been offering laughs for years. I don't know what the difference would be. So this would run right against Gutfeld? Against Gutfeld, yeah. ESPN is perhaps going to shift to soap operas now, too. <laughs> Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins. Weekday afternoons at 1 on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. From the world's playground, this is Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. It is 10 minutes exactly before the top of the hour, our monthly visit with Senator Michael Testa. Senator, what else is on your plate? Well, what I'd like to have on my plate is that super secret pizza that you're telling me that we're going to be able to get. That's uh, what I believe it's squares and fair. That's uh in Atlanta County, that's like a pop-up pizzeria that you have to schedule months in advance. Uh, I'm hoping that we can get that on our plate sometime in the next month or so, Harry. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that uh, your future in that regard, uh, I I have learned and confirmed, is is uh, looking very, very, very good. Yes. That's wonderful to hear. Did you shake the Harry Hurley Magic Eight Ball to, to determine the answer to that? I, I uh, I'll treat it like I'm under oath right now. I I will not answer that question on the grounds it might incriminate me. Uh, <laughs> but you're going to have pizza. Now, what have you heard? Wonderful. Now, now, yeah, it is wonderful. Now that you've brought it up, though, what have you heard? Have you heard a variety of things, or is it mysterious and you don't even know? what to expect what what's your expectation about this is it is it like a like a unicorn like a mythical thing that nobody nobody can achieve so the anticipation is is at a level that is you know uh palpable what have you heard about it i've heard you know there's obviously multiple forums on social media and i've heard from people that have had it everyone and and this is really rare you know nothing ever gets you know if you see google reviews Nothing ever gets 5.0, right? Everything, even an awesome place, your favorite restaurants, 4.7, 4.8. This is getting nothing, nothing but A pluses or five stars across the board. Or if you're doing the, you know, Portnoy scale in the 90s from everybody that's rating it. And I saw the other day that they even on their, you know, social media page, which, by the way, for whatever reason, the algorithm, it doesn't come up in my feed regularly. Sometimes it does. They were making chocolate chip cookies with sea salt. I mean, you know, this is kind of me being my 12-year-old self, you know, looking, thinking about this, saying what I wouldn't do for that pepperoni pizza that they have and one of those, you know, chocolate chip sea salt cookies afterwards. But, you know, and then I see it says they're taking orders and reservations now for February already that, to, to reserve them. I mean, it is kind of a unicorn from what I can tell. And it's got to be really difficult to get. But I hear that someone who shares half of your DNA really has an in there, and I'm really hoping that they're going to be able to share that. Here's what us. I know. I, I know I have immediate DNA that has eaten this holy grail of uh, pizza. The, the other thing I have to say, though, is I think it's one of the most creative. You know, I'm, I'm in the communications business. I'm in the marketing business, uh, public relations business. I think they have created something what they've done is they've created demand. You know, there's a place in Atlantic City. I'm not going to they're not an advertiser. I'm not going to get into them. Uh, well, they're not either. And we're talking about them. But anyhow, uh, they don't advertise. 
it's sometimes a year to get a reservation unless you know someone. Uh, you step down to go in. Uh, it's 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 another one of those. It's so creative when you create something that's a bit mysterious that makes people want to have it. You got to admit, I, I don't I know who they are. I don't personally know them, but it's it's in my estimation, it's 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 from a business sense. It's genius what they've done. They've created. Look at you. I mean, you go anywhere you want to go. You can do what you want to do. You have pizza on Fridays. I'm sure you're having pizza today, or, or I, you know, it would be rare. Don't you sort of say Friday is a pizza day? Uh, it's every every Friday is Pizza Friday, and, and and the rule is, and sometimes people get my personal rule mixed up a little bit because if they see me having pizza on a Wednesday or something like that, they'll say, "Hey, it's not Pizza Friday." I said, "Listen, Pizza Friday is mandatory." Every other day is optional, and I exercise the option other days of the week if there's really good pizza to be had. But what I think what you're saying is, and, and their marketing is nothing short of brilliant, they've created a void you know, around the mystique. Remember when I was growing up, you couldn't get into Chef Vola unless you knew somebody, and the, the number wasn't published. They have created a void now because of the, you know, the Internet and everything. A lot more people have access to Chef Vola. They are kind of the pizza equivalent of what the chef vola was in the 80s and 90s well as you know that's what i was just saying and uh it's true so that's very cool when you can do something like that and it they didn't fall into it by accident i mean it, it's like a it's a plan it's designed that they knew exactly what they were going to do they were going to make it so that demand would exceed supply and that is um it's very clever. I just think it's very clever. And yes, your future looks very bright. I'll leave it at that. Um, four minutes left in your program. Uh, you pick a closing topic. It's your yours to pick. You know, one thing I'd like to talk about, and I know people think I just pick on Governor Murphy all the time, but, you know, sometimes he is just so out of touch with the average New Jerseyan. You know, just the other day it was revealed that the Murphy administration used COVID funds to buy SUVs um, to escort him and members of his administration around. And, and it just makes no sense to me that that kind of money was spent on the Murphy administration themselves and used, by the way, COVID funding to, to pay for it, which, you know, Governor Murphy's energy master plan wants us all driving electric vehicles by 2050. So this sort of reeks of rules for thee and not for me, Harry, in that the Murphy administration is getting chauffeured around in the largest vehicles that, you know, has the one of the largest carbon footprints. It doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever and shows you that he must be in an echo chamber where he's told that this is okay because it's not okay. And I can tell you that we received a number of emails and calls about this saying, how can this be? And when, you know, one-third of all of our small businesses closed because on billion dollars of funding that they could have been providing to those small businesses that were hurting due to executive orders that were forcing them to shut their doors, it just shows you how out of touch he is. The other thing I'd like to touch on, by the way, is, you know, Governor, um, Governor Murphy's energy master plan and, and the wind, the offshore wind, it doesn't make sense to me right now. You and I both know we've had a, a minimum of seven whale deaths, and it's, it's more like 10 if you include neighboring states. 
seven whale deaths. If this were offshore drilling for oil and one whale died, you know darn well that Greenpeace and the Sierra Club would be at every one of our elected officials' doors screaming, yelling to shut down any more offshore drilling. But seven whales have died, washed up on the shore, and Senator Palestina was the spearhead of this. So, and I have to give them kudos. They were at the, they were the spearhead of that. I always give credit where credit's due. You know darn well, they would the environmental groups would be calling for a full stoppage of the wind farms, but they're not. And, and you have to ask yourself why. Because it doesn't really make much sense, Harry, that this is continuing forward. And it just seems like it's all too coincidental once sonar testing has begun that there's a minimum of seven whale deaths. I mean, I've been following Jersey Shore for a minimum of 30 years. I've never seen anything like this in one year. Never once. Yeah, I was totally bought into the fact that it was the um, detonation charges. And because of the way that whales operate by sound, that it was just messing them up and that they were, you know, just... It was causing them to, 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 to just shipwreck themselves. Then I started to hear that a boat hit them. But I got to say, what are the chances that a boat hits seven whales? I never heard of a boat ever hitting one whale, uh, let alone seven whales. So I'm in the I don't know what to believe category. But, you know, I, I didn't just fall off of a turnip truck. And I can't believe that anybody could possibly uh, accept that boats hit seven whales in a short period of time. That doesn't make sense. 30 seconds, closing comment. And we also have to think, Harry, about how this will truly affect our commercial and recreational fishing industry, which is truly, uh, certainly, if it's not the lifeblood, it's one of the major lifebloods of Cape May County and in large part a portion of Cumberland County in yeah. our Bayshore community. I'm not saying this should have to be stopped forever, but we should have yeah. a stoppage to fully explore what is going on here because I don't believe in coincidence. And, you know, with seven whale deaths, yeah. we should be really taking a long, hard look as to how this is being implemented. And we ought to ask, and you did bring it up, why Democrats, and we got to go, that you're going to hear the buzzer's going to sound. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. I'm going to do what I know. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is six minutes past the hour. Well, we should have been together before today for those who pay close attention to Frank Neal and our wonderful time spent with Frank in All Season Solar. We typically meet on the third Friday of every month. Uh, this, or uh, actually third Wednesday of every month this happens to be the fourth friday but there's a reason i would say maybe look we do 12 programs a year i would say we probably hit 10 out of 12 9 out of 12 and have to move it a few times during the course of the year this was fortuitous though margie and i were in our second favorite place in the world disney world i'll leave that to your imagination what is my first favorite place uh and frank frank neal was tom cruising so it was perfect because we were both away 
and we were both available to do today. So I welcome my good friend, Frank Neal. Hi, Frank. Hi, how are you, buddy? How was Disney World? Oh, my gosh, it was wonderful. And how was the cruise? Oh, it was amazing. It really was. I mean, we were in St. Kitts, San Juan, Antigua, uh, gosh, uh, Mar- uh, St. Martin. I'm probably missing one. Uh, but it was it was phenomenal. When pe- if people listening have never gone on a cruise, and there's some amazing deals right now, uh, Margie and I went on a cruise to Alaska and Victoria, British Columbia. We couldn't go on to the San Francisco uh, wing of the uh, cruise because it was going to be another three days. And so we were gone for seven days. It was absolutely amazing. You'll never eat better. Uh, and they have it down. You know, you have your activities director who we got to know and we actually got to interview her after the cruise. She was on another cruise, but we did uh, about 30 minutes together a week or so after uh, we met her. And she was fantastic. The, just the activities. And if you want to do a lot of stuff, you can. If you don't want to do as much, you can't. Frank, I will tell you, I, I, I mean, I'm not a veteran. I'm, I'm a veteran of one cruise, but. I have learned a lot about them because of my career, and I'm a fan of the ones that they call, um, I forget it's called free something uh, in terms of eating, because some cruises have times you have to eat. I like the fact you can eat whenever you want. It's not about the wanting to eat all day and all night. It's just the flexibility of it. That's the cruise we were on, which was Norwegian Cruise Line, and we were on a ship called the Norwegian Jewel. And they've been trying to retire it for like 10 years, but people love it so much, they can't. There's Norwegian Norwegian Jewel, and there's all these other uh, different uh, ships that they have. It was fantastic, and we loved it. There was a show every night. Uh, I'm a big fan, and and I know some people worry about uh, they're going to get sick and these different things. We did very well cruising. Very well. Yeah, it's it's been we we cruised right at the end of COVID too, and everything was fine. Uh, we've got about I don't know I, I I'm going to bet we've got ten twelve maybe fifteen cruises behind us and uh, this is one of the nicest really what Royal Caribbean and it's called free time what you're talking about it's free time yes yeah, right where you can go you can go anytime you want any because normally years ago they would we'd be locked in to a seven thirty or a five fifty you know whatever whatever it was you were locked in but with this it's uh, it's not so it was just phenomenal the food was out of this world. I'm, I can't even want a Jenny Craig or something. No, man. It's, <laughs> it's, it's tighter than what it was. It, it, it is easy to overeat. I mean, the food is amazing, and there's so much of it, whatever yeah. you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but it, it was it was wonderful. Met some wonderful, wonderful people. Watched a heck of a good football weekend. Uh, loved every minute of it. So, yeah, it was nice. It was nice. Without a doubt. So we're back. Yeah. Back in the saddle and back at work and trying to trying to get everything up and running and you know just sitting during the break sitting here looking at my screen and one of these days I'm going to dig out some notes and figure out how just how long we have been together. Uh, but uh, in in talking to some dear friends, uh, of course, about Jerry Blavitt passing and some of the old radio buddies of mine and uh, you know just talking about the old days and Jerry uh, Jerry and I worked together for a short period of time. Jerry was a tough guy to manage. See that, but uh, uh, it, we were very friendly. And uh, just thinking about the industry, you and I have been together for a long time. And I remember when I was in radio sales and sales management and station management. If you had a customer 
So you had a client, an advertiser, who was on consistently month after month after month after month for nine or ten years. That's pretty spectacular. It really is, if you think it through. I mean, it, 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 it's a testament to you, to your show, to the radio station. I know you you know, you know, made the frequency change, which helped tremendously a number of years ago. Uh, but it, it's just the, the station is, is as solid as, as, a, as, a, as a, a, an advertising medium as, as can happen. I mean, your time spent listening for your audience has got to be enormous. Because I still get people to this day calling me and saying, listen to Harry for five years, ten years, six years. I had a lady uh, call last, about three weeks ago, I guess. Uh, unfortunately, her father had passed, and she inherited her father's car. Well, she gets in the car, and who's on the radio? But you and I. There you go. <laughs> Truthfully. Love it. The first time she got behind the wheel was you and I on the air. And uh, and then, then it still took her three years to call me. You know, call us. So uh, it, it, it's just a testament to your radio station. I think it's imperative that, that anybody, any of your listeners that are in the service industry or retail uh, or, or even wholesale, doesn't matter, medical, uh, it, give it a look. I mean, you poke a stick at this radio station. Man. It, it, it is solid. It works. Uh, it, they'll do all kinds of research for you. And uh, just, just a... A blatant plug for your radio station. I mean, it's just been it's just been a wonderful experience. Uh, so very kind of you, Frank. And as you know, and I try to every single day remember to remember, and I don't fail on this daily task multiple times to thank our listeners. They continue to make WPG Talk Radio ninety five point five the number one news talk radio station in South Jersey, and the, our listeners have done it here in the New Jersey metro market again and again and again. We're so grateful for it. I'm blessed. As you know, Frank, this is a business that eats people up, spits them out in one rating period. Uh, here today, you're out of here. 31 years is um, it's almost unheard of. Uh, and I have clients. We, we have a long time relationship and there's no doubt about it. I have 31 year clients, Frank, 31 years. Oh, I bet. And 30 years and 25 years and 20 and 15 and 10. So, yeah, we it it, like I've always said, and you and I are very similar like this. We're very low pressure. Uh, You know, if I ever wanted to talk about it, I'm an excellent salesperson, but I never no listeners ever heard me. I've never done a commercial on this show. If you want to advertise on the Hurley in the Morning program, call 1-800-HARRY. Harry wants to talk to you. I want to go to work for you. I take her all that off the air. I don't burden the listeners with the business aspect of it. We do the show. Of course, we play the commercials because it makes it possible for us to be here. Uh, and we have to do that. And, and of course, we now have the, the incredible strength of the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 digital platform and, and the, all the, um, the weight of Town Square Media, the third largest broadcasting company in America and uh, the most focused digital company in America. So, I mean, I could get into all that stuff all the time and I never do. I'm just really grateful that our listeners have and our readers, they've given me, they've given us the opportunity to do something for more than three decades. And Frank, you were in this business. You programmed radio, you performed in radio, you did sales in radio. You know that's unicorn type stuff. You don't see that very often. 
That's exactly right. And, I, and that's one of the things that we were talking about when we were referring to Jerry. I mean, it, in the rock and roll business, it's even a little more precarious. Uh, if, if you look back at all the talent that's just washed away, we all got the Jerry hung in there and he was, he was a hustler, but uh, it all relates. It all relates to being relatable. I know it sounds crazy. I sound like somebody that's in politics right now, but, uh, if, if you, if you're honest, if you're upfront, if you're real and you're not a phony, uh, it will carry you through. Oh, it does. I call it relationship building. If you take care of the relationship, the business takes care of itself. For example, you often say, I'm not even selling solar. You're you're building relationships. You're meeting people. You are showing them a product that if it works for them, then you'll do a deal. But you're not pressuring people. You're not saying you've got to sign here today or you don't get the Ginzu knives. You don't get the toaster oven. If you don't sign right now, you know, I'm going to leave right now. If you don't sign right and you know there are practitioners in all walks of life that put pressure on people and they're in the business of what I call the 1% hit hit rate. They, they'll, they'll do that, that garbage to 100 people just hoping one person will sign. Uh, you, you wouldn't make it 31 years like that. Uh, that's no way to, to conduct your life yourself. And I feel it's a failing, uh, approach to, to any aspect in life. And this is why I believe the all season solar brand and the Hurley in the morning brand, we have been compatible since basically day one. Because I think we have a similar operating philosophy. You and your team members, Mr. DeMassey, the owner, uh, and his philosophy is we build the best mousetrap. Therefore, we will build relationships and the rest will be fine. I really believe that the most successful people approach it that way. And I don't know why more people don't. They either don't have – I don't know. They're not a long-distance runner and they can't they can't stay in the race. I don't know what the reason is for it, but that's always – it seems so simple. You know, they talk about kiss, keep it simple and stupid. It seems so simple, but that's the way that I think that everything that's meaningful in life should be approached that way by relationship building. And you do that. Everybody that I talk to that I have the privilege to refer to you that reaches out to me because we get to compare notes once in a while. I don't learn anything about any of the information that you share with Frank. But obviously, if you say Harry sent me. Many times those people call me, hey, Harry, Frank was everything that you said he was going to be. And I said, well, thank you for saying that. And you know me after all these years. I wouldn't say that if it wasn't so, because then that's going to come back on me. If I say Frank is a great guy and he follows up and his service is excellent, and he's going to be there with you before, during and after. And all of a sudden, if you're the exact opposite of that, Frank, that's not going to last for a long time. <laughs> Exactly right. And I hear it every week, sometimes on a daily basis, that people will say to me, well, you know, I just didn't feel so comfortable with the last guy we talked to. He wanted us to sign right there. And all we wanted to do was to talk to you and a couple of other people. And, and I just sit there and smile and say, yeah, well, that's the way we operate. You need a week? Fine. I'm not going to I'm not going to I'm not the guy that's going to call you tomorrow. I'm not going to call you every other day, every day. And say, come on, let's go. Let's, I'm not. That's not me. If I, if if what I've, what we talked about, has not impacted 
you to the point where you're 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 ready to go right now, and you need time to, to kick it around. You need time to talk about it. Fine. And, and and you know what? In one case, one case recently, uh, fellow was was talking about the you know end of end of his football game, as he put it, and he's going to leave his house to to his uh, his son and his uh, his son's family. Uh, and I said, okay, well, I just, if you want to have your son call me. And I'll be a son of a gun. I'm driving home, and the son called me on the phone. He called me from, from Massachusetts, uh, uh, and we talked about it. He, he knew nothing of solar. Uh, asked a couple of really, really deep, impertinent questions, and we talked about it. He said, okay, I'll, let me talk to my dad. Well, the next day, the son called me. He said, we're ready to go. Let's go. So, you know, it, it's a matter of just reading the room. I just, it's, People don't know how to read the room. If you can see someone has their arms crossed and they're sitting <laughs> back in the chair, you know, uh, what's that tell you, Harry? Yeah. They're shutting down. Yeah. They off. Yeah. And people don't know how to read the room. And, and it's a shame. And you know what? I blame it on man- management of the other solar companies. And you know what? We had the same issue in radio, had the same issue you know, with guys who just be hard-nosed sales guys. It never works. It never, it, it well, yeah, work. it's true. The ba- and we don't talk about it much on your show because we, I, I have a philosophy. We don't lift you up by tearing anybody else down. But we know there are bad actors in all vocations. And what that does do, though, is if, for example, you know, bad attorneys give attorneys a bad name, bad cops give all the good cops. And it's a shame because it's 99 percent good, one percent or less bad. But you're left explaining sometimes well, this other person did this, this, and this. Or look at the, look at these wires, Frank, all over the outside of my house. Would you have done that to me? No, I wouldn't have done that to you. You know, and and the truth is, you wouldn't have done that to them. But we see these because we drive around and we see these installations that that you would never do. You wouldn't do it to anyone. Uh, so the quality of your brand, the quality of your ownership, the quality of the team. You you brag about them all the time because they deserve it. The, you brag about the caliber of your installers because, it, after all, you talk about all the different facets. You want to have a great experience at every level, meeting Frank Neal, meeting the scheduling people before that, having your appointment, and then making your decision. But the installation is so important, and, of course, you are – all over that as well, working with your clients while that's happening. Yes, absolutely. And, and it, it, it's, it's, I say this all the time. The management at all seasons solar, top to bottom, top to bottom, of course, it starts at the top, uh, is laser focused. And I mean laser focused on detail, on making sure it looks nice because you and I talked all the time, the silver frame panels with the black lines and the, you know, all that blue glass and all that kind of thing. It, it, it offends me to see that because people say, I don't want to put that on my roof and I don't blame them. You know, uh, but we use the black, the black frame, black, it looks like your cell phone. You know, it looks like a black piece of glass on your roof. It's true. And it, it, it's that detail. It's the detail in, in the workmanship. And I've had customers, many, many, I mean, more than I can count. Have called me a day or two after they're installed. I usually call them, but they'll call me a day or two afterwards and say, uh, "Boy, you know, these guys were pretty. They were very nice. Very they came in. They explained what they're going to do. Uh, the electrician explained what he's going to do. The the racking crew explained what they're going to do. So it's going to be a little bit noisy on the roof. You know, I hope there's no baby sleeping or whatever. 
uh, that kind of thing. And uh, and then they leave, and there is nothing. There is nothing left behind. They almost vacuum the lawn. You know what I mean? Uh, yep. It's it's just it's and that goes to the management and the laser focus on on just detail because that customer. I've loved our our first segment so much. I didn't want it to end, so we're a little bit late. We'll catch up though. It'll be a mini segment when we come back. We're at uh, twenty four minutes past the hour with Frank Neal, our official and exclusive solar energy partner. All season solar radio program continues to reach Frank. Simple to do. Call the scheduling department eight 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 three two fifty. 50. And I always have that number with me. You know how to find me. And if you just Google me, click on my picture, my mail screen will pop up. So I'm really easy to get a hold of uh, here at the radio station. Whatever you need to do, call me on air. I need to get a hold of Frank. All Season Solar, 888-832-5050. And if I'm the reason you're calling, please tell All Season Solar that. With my good friend Frank Neal, we'll be back. Oh, I've got I've got great news for you, Frank. Uh, we have committed to exactly where we're going to be for the 16th annual Hurley in the Morning Charity Golf Open. We have the day. We have the date. We have the location. I'm not going to go public with it yet. But Frank has had a foursome every year for about a decade at least. Uh, we're going to share with Frank where we're going to be. And in the next, maybe today, definitely by early next week, we're going to spill the beans. We're very, very excited. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Don't go go away with All Season Solar's Frank Neal. I am. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And when you need to know about solar Please contact my good friend, Frank Neal, at All Season Solar. Frank, in terms of getting started, um, I always want to bring this up because if someone's ready right now or they think they're ready, they want to get a hold of you to get started, talk about the process. I'm a big fan of whether I'm talking you know, with our reverse mortgage expert, John Walters, about what can we do to help you, what documents can we put together, what can we do to help you help us. Talk about getting started. Well, it's really simple, and and it, it, I, I'd like to frame it this way: you don't. The decision to contact me is not that you're going to get solar. That's a decision that's going to happen down the road. The decision is let's poke a stick at it. Let's find out. Let's see what all this hullabaloo that Frank and Harry talk about all these years. Uh, let's see what that's all about, and see how. And this is the important thing to see how it applies to me. How will it apply to this property, this business, if it's a a restaurant or it doesn't matter, a car dealership or my home uh, or an office building, uh, how will that apply to my facility, my home or my building? Now, all in that, will it save me money? Will I be able to realize a true, real financial savings and if if the answer to that is yes, then of course the decision is pretty much already made. But the, the, the decision to talk to me is not, eh, let's go, honey, let's get solar. No, the decision is let's talk to Frank. Talk to Frank. Let's see what's going on. Let's see what's new in the business. Let's see how you know powerful these things are. Invariably, 
I've talked to people, I'm going to say 80%, 80% of the people that I see uh, tell me that, yeah, years ago I, I looked into it. And I looked into it years ago, didn't like the way it looked, or didn't, it didn't, whatever the numbers were, didn't work. Well, guess what? Things change. Things get better. Things modify. Things get more powerful. Uh, and that now, now is the time to, to make that move because the equipment is really, really high-tuned. Uh, it's it's buttoned up, and it will produce it will produce what we, we we say we're doing. You know, the the equipment the equipment we warranted for twenty five years, a twenty five year warranty on a on a piece of equipment is pretty remarkable. We stand by that. Of course, we're not there yet. You know, the equipment's not twenty five years old yet, uh, but it's warranted, solidly warranted for twenty five years, along with our workmanship. Meaning, if there's any uh, any, any uh, leak in the roof, or any of the work we've done on the roof, if there's any problem with anything, we're responsible for it for 25 years. Uh, and uh, that's that's pretty significant. You, you're so confident in the quality of your brand, of your product, that the warranty is actually longer than the typical lease life. Exactly. Yeah, I, I was going to get into the lease. Yeah, the I mean. lease is, I, I say only, but the lease is 20 years. Uh, but the, the advantage is, you know, if, if you think about it, people say, oh, my gosh, a 20-year lease. I mean, I leased my car for three or five years. That's a long time. A 20-year lease. Your, your, your agreement with the electric company is a lifetime, my friend. It's a lifetime commitment to the utilities. Uh, this is a 20-year commitment. So, And it's a 20-year commitment that will lower, in most cases, I say in most cases, we will be able to lower uh, your electric bill, perhaps in half of what you're spending right now, this day, at, at Atlantic City Electric or, at, or any of the utilities, we can we can lower it and fix that number. And again, I've had people tell me, right, just as an example, right now it's about twenty cents per kilowatt hour in that range uh, that the electric company is charging everybody in Atlantic City Electric. Everybody pays the same. I had a customer actually tell me he said he said Frank, you know what? If if you were if you were going to tell me that you could lock me in at twenty cents and never raise my rate, I'd do that in a heartbeat. So what I'm doing, I dropped him down. I think he was eleven cents or something like that. He was thrilled. He said, "He said I I can't believe it. it took me so long to get around to figuring this out, and and here it is, the same as is laying right in front of me." So uh, you know, it, it's just a matter of again not deciding this day right now before you pick up the phone to call. It's not a matter of let's go, let's get sold. No, no, it's let's let's get Frank come in here or do it on the phone. We do a Zoom call, uh, do it face to face or a Zoom call, uh, and uh, let's just see see what it really how it relates to your personal situation. Everybody's situation is different, as you know. Uh, I can take two houses side by side in a in a, in a fifty five and older community as an example. Same appliances. Same exact square footage, same exact everything. Two people living in there, and one house will use 8,000 kilowatt hours a year, and the house next door will be 12,000 kilowatt hours a year. So you can't ever compare one building or one home to the other because the lifestyle in that home, in that building, is different from from every other home. I mean, it truly is. Some people like it freezing cold in the summer. You know, it, it, it's just a matter of how you use your utilities. Uh, 
And uh, either way, a lot of times people say, well, you know, my neighbor around the corner, he's, he's spending $72 a month. And, uh, you know, he's got a bigger house or whatever. Well, it, it doesn't, that doesn't count. It doesn't matter because, again, you can't compare one building uh, to, to the next. Uh, it, we customize every single installation. All we need is a copy, a, a copy of the first page of your electric bill for now. And we can build, we can build a proposal that is rock solid. It will be. I mean, I, it, very, very rarely are we are we do we miscalculate anything on the production or on the installation. But it is. A, it will be a rock solid proposal. I'll leave it behind. I'll leave the, all the paperwork in front of the, the customer. You can look at it. You can show it to your neighbors. You can show it to your accountant. Whatever you want to do. Uh, but the important thing is, you will know the homeowner will have all the information that they need to make the right decision for themselves. And, and I've, I've said to customers, you and I've talked about this all the time, uh, I've said to customers many times, hey, solar's not for you. It's not for you. Uh, because in one case, uh, the people are just dead set against leasing. They don't want to lease. They will not lease anything. They pay cash or they don't want to do it. Well, as it turns out, this one couple in particular, they were retired, and they had they had to purchase it. They would be again. Leasing was not even on the table, so they only had the, the the purchase option. But as it turns out, in my investigation, talking to them, they were not able to use the federal income tax credit because of their income situation. I didn't ask them any details about their you know their their income. I just said you know call your call your accountant. And we talked a little bit about it, discovered that they couldn't use the federal income tax. So I looked at them right in the face. I said, look, it's not worth it to you. You're, it's going to cost you, a, a, you know, a, a small fortune. It's a 30% income tax credit that you get on the purchase price of the solar system. That if you can't use it, 30% is a tremendous amount of money. Sure. Uh, and uh, Had they not been adverse to the lease option, they would have been a good fit, correct? Exactly. All right, hold on, Frank. We're just at halfway point of the program, which I can't believe it's flying by as it always does. Frank Neal continues right after this. It's our monthly visit with Frank and All Season Solar. All Season Solar is the official and exclusive solar energy provider for the Hurley in the Morning program. And every month, it's typically third Wednesday of the month. Both Frank and I were away, so we're, we're here today. Frank discusses the latest news regarding solar energy, how it can potentially reduce your overall electrical energy costs for the next 20 years and beyond. And Frank, I want to talk about that when we come back, how day one, what it looks like. And if most people do lease, even though Frank gave an example, a rare example of someone that had an aversion to leasing, most people, the vast, vast, I think it's like Frank will share, but 90 some percentile lease instead of buy because why wouldn't you there's no money down they take care of all the permitting uh you would just pay your lease payment and i believe that comes out like the month after your system is turned on you get your bill and you know forever for 20 years what that monthly payment is going to be that's what most people do you can buy the system though as well 
So Frank can provide you with both lease and purchase options regarding your new solar energy system. It features the latest state-of-the-art technology that is available today. To reach Frank Neal, to schedule an appointment, please mention Hurley in the morning and call 888-832-5050. We'll be back with Frank in just a moment. With All Season Solar's Frank Neal, this is WPG Talk Radio 95.5 because of you. Again and again and again, South Jersey's number one news talk radio station. I am Hurley in the morning. Hi, everyone. I'm Brian Kilmeade. Coming up on the next edition of the Brian Kilmeade Show, amongst our great guests, Johan Hari, author of Stolen Focus. You're going to love his take. And Brad Raffensperger. Is Donald Trump looking at an indictment in Georgia? All coming up on the next edition of Brian Kilmeade Show. Brian Kilmeade is next at 10 on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Join me this afternoon at 3. Now, back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you, Sean Hannity. And now back to Frank Neal from All Season Solar. It's our regular monthly appearance with Frank. And uh, we talk all about All Season Solar, what they can do for you and yours regarding solar energy. And Frank, when you talk about, and I, I really appreciate the way you outline, it's a 20-year commitment if you're getting the lease, so it's a long-term decision. Uh, we, we, there are obviously a lot of nuances, even if someone was thinking, hey, maybe in five years, 10 years, I might sell my home. Uh, I've always told people, Frank, and you correct me if you think I'm wrong about this, that for me, and it took me a while to figure it all out, I, I was stubborn about it too, uh, I don't see any problem whether you think it's your forever home or you're going to be leaving at a certain point. I have yet to, to hear someone complain that the home they're buying basically has little to no electric bill. I'm waiting for the first complaint about that. So even if it wasn't your forever home, Frank, uh, I think you can intellectually, honestly, genuinely make the case that's it's it's a there's an upside plus side if you were even selling your home with solar energy panels. Your comment about that. Well, that is an absolutely excellent point that we don't we don't talk about quite enough, I don't think. And I mean, we, the industry. Here's what happens. And, and, and oftentimes I'll have somebody say, well, you know, our kids, <clears throat> children are uh, in high school now and uh, they're going to be graduating in four years. We're going to have to downsize because, you know, whatever. And, and they're going to be moving. And, you know, you're talking about a 20-year... 20-year lease. Well, here's the bottom line. It's a 20-year, let's say let's say they sell the house in 10 years. So there's 10 years left on the lease because a lease, as you know, is, is it's a, it's a, a terminable financial instrument. I mean, it ends. It's over. It, it, nothing, you know, nothing continues. It's, it's, and you're not giving the equipment back. You're going to be able to keep the equipment. So the, the bottom line is you could say to the potential buyer, hey, look, yeah, we got solar. Here is your electric. Here's what it's going to be for the next 10 years. Okay. And, and that's it. Now buy the house down the street and around the corner and it's for sale for the same price or around the same price. And you're going to pay an electric bill that's going to be three, perhaps four times that 10 years from today. We don't know what it's going to be 10 years from today. But at the end of the day, it, it, when the lease is over, my friend, the essentially this is a, 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 a mis, going to sound misleading in a way, but I'd rather get into some more detail. But this is not the time. But basically, the, the leasing company is going to abandon the equipment. Okay, and and that means the the equipment will be productive. We think 
for 30, 40, maybe 50 years. There's equipment, there's panels that have been up in California since the 1970s, and they're still making electricity. Not very efficient because of the, you know, the age of the equipment and everything else, but it's still, they still, still make electricity. So we don't know exactly how long the equipment will last, but it's going to last a very, very long time. I, as we talked in the other segment, uh, we wanted it for 25 years, so we're pretty confident that nothing's going to happen for at least that, uh, that amount of time. Uh, but, yeah, it, does the value, does the appraised value of your home increase? No. It will not, impre- it will not improve or increase the appraised value. What will the the thing that will improve is the marketability of the house. Again, here's your electric bill, folks, for this three thousand square foot home uh, that the neighbors down the street and around the corner are paying five six hundred dollars a month in the summertime. Your bill is X Y whatever it is eighty ninety hundred dollars, uh, and, and it'll never ever ever go up. So to your point, uh, yes, it, it, it and I've had I've had a number really. I'm probably 15, 20 of my customers that have that have moved, uh, you know, after they got installed, uh, and and I reconnected with a couple of dear friends. They walked into the house and they said, uh, "You got solar? Well, tell me about the solar." And they'd say, "Well, uh, here, call this guy. He was our he was our contact, and it's a guy I've known since 1963." Hmm. So we rekindled a relationship. Wow. With, uh, with, with, but but my point is, what I do, what I do with these potential home buyers, they'll call me on the phone, and I'll say, oh, look, here's the deal. I can reprint everything. I can reprint the entire because you know after five six years, the the homeowners they throw that stuff away. They don't they don't keep the proposals and all that stuff. Uh, so I, I'll reprint everything. Let's find a day and a time to sit down. I'll give it to you. I'll sit with you. We meet at a diner or meet wherever. Uh, and uh, and we'll go over everything. And virtually every single one that I've sat that I sat with, people were excited about it. They, they didn't have any more issues. They didn't have any questions about it. Because again, there's an awful lot of misinformation. Yeah, talking about misinformation on a federal level, but uh, it, there is an awful lot of misinformation about solar. Uh, and all it takes is one person to say, "Well, you know, it doesn't work," or you know, whatever. And that person's tainted. Uh, for a long time. But I, again, I give him the proposal. Here's the numbers. Here's what it looks like. And here's the document that one single document that the, the potential buyer will sign at the settlement table. Here it is. Here's the piece of paper that says uh, Joe Smith uh, selling the house to Joe Jones. And you both sign it. Bing, bang, boom. It's done. No, there's no uh, credit investigation. There's nothing. The leasing company smart enough to realize that if you're buying a house, you have pretty good credit. <laughs> you know, if you got approval for a more for a hundred thousand, three hundred thousand dollar mortgage, you probably have pretty good credit. So there, it's not an issue. It's not a worry because, uh, again, the excitement really is that uh, you have a very low, very low uh, energy bill because the solar would be, you know, if it's if it's ten years old or five years old, it doesn't matter. It's totally transferable with one piece of paper that the homeowner buys, or excuse me, signs uh, and takes over the lease from that day, nothing changes. The lease remains intact, but it is totally transferable to the to the new homeowner. And I've had customers early on 
not any in, in the last couple of years, but early on, I had probably half a dozen customers that actually got solar because they were selling their house. Uh, they felt that they would be in a better marketing position with solar on their roof to say, here's your number, you know, and as it turns out, obviously it was, it, it worked out well for them. See, I think, Frank, we're going to get the final time out, and I think it's a great attraction. I think it's a very attractive amenity. Like you said, you're not telling somebody, hey, look, this is going to add 20, 30, 40,000 to the sale price, but it is a very attractive amenity, if you want to call it that, where someone buying your home, you can show them typically because you're going to have it for a period of time. You could really show them the difference it can make. We'll be right back. Early in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Or WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Losing your family's home movies and photos would be devastating. That's why Legacy Box exists. To preserve your family's recorded moments digitally, ensuring they're safe forever. Think of the time and money your family invested to capture family vacations, birthdays, even your wedding. Recording a lifetime of memories was a commitment. Camcorders cost thousands, and cameras required film and development. Legacy Box is the final step to preserve your family's past. Thankfully, it doesn't require another big investment. Legacy Box is safe, simple, and affordable. Over one million families have trusted Legacy Box to convert their analog media to digital. You owe it to your family to safeguard your memories. Become your family's hero and save them before it's too late. For a limited time, Legacy Box is offering an exclusive discount when you go to LegacyBox.com slash now. That's LegacyBox.com slash now. Set the first button on your car radio for South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. 55 minutes past the hour. So we have Frank now uh, captive, uninterrupted, until Brian Kilmeade in about 10, 11 minutes. This portion of Hurley in the Morning, of course, brought to us by All Season Solar. And to get all the particulars that you need, including that very important first uh, consult with Frank Neal, so simple to do, 888-832-5050. I was choking myself right before the end of the last segment, Frank. So I wanted to say a little bit more about something that I'll now throw to you as our expert. And that is that someone buying your home with solar panels already established, you, you're a solar client, you're buying the home, you could look for probably, who knows, the past year or years, what the monthly bill was. That is an attractive uh, intangible, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I, I, I believe it is, yeah, because there's no, there's no way you can put a, a factual data to it because it's just, it's just real-life experience. And, and the real life but but you could tell someone this is what the electric bill was, uh, you know, in the summer if they have a pool or these different things, seven hundred a month or whatever, uh, and that's no joke in some cases because I used to be one of those people, uh, and now my bill is zero, and I get pleasantly surprised. Sometimes I'm owed money. I don't even know how that happens. I have a credit some months, uh, and very very small electric bill for many many years now. It was one of the smartest things. 
that I ever came kicking and screaming into, which I still don't understand why I had these. Oh, I don't want panels. Oh, I don't know what it's going to look like. I just all these things that I, I, I guess they're just predisposed or something. You just think things that turn out to be absolutely not true. Now I actually show off the panels. And, and Frank, you've been to our home. You've got to walk a pretty great distance from the roof in the backyard to even see the panels. So this whole notion about these panels, the aesthetics of all that, uh, that that was it was a false, you know, craziness. But the one thing I will tell you, though, and it, it's part of probably my control freak freakishness that is a, an admitted part of my my makeup. Uh, when I see some of the bad installations where these panels are looking like jack o' lantern teeth. And there's spaces that are weird for no apparent reason, not not just because there's a vent or something that at least I could say, all right, well, they got a vent there. They didn't want to move the vent, you know, and, and have a nice installation. They just kept the vent there. So they had to build it around it. Some of these installations, it's like like the old show with Ashton Kutcher punked. It's like they punked you out and like nobody would do that to anyone. Some of it looks really weird. But when you get the really good, proper installation it's very sleek, and I find it actually architecturally interesting. It was the exact opposite of what my predisposed bias was, Frank. Yeah, I, you know what? Years ago, I guess when I first joined All Seasons Solar, now prior to that, I was in the commercial solar business. So that aesthetics was never an issue uh, you know, with the commercial end of it. It did become an issue. In the, early on, like you know, maybe seven, eight years ago, people say, "I don't know if I want it on my roof." But, you know, can you put it on the in my driveway? And no, we can't put it. In <laughs> uh, but uh, you hey, know. Frank, do me a favor. Overcome this objection. Uh, I know that it should be a newer roof because you don't want to. You can't put solar panels for twenty and twenty-five years on a roof that is twenty-five, you know, thirty years old. Although the new roofs are now fifty-year guarantees, but. If you put those solar panels on a roof that is improper, properly installed, proper, you know, condition, uh, relatively newer, uh, there's no problem with the installation of solar panels. I mean, I will testify to it. We're now we've got to be close to a decade. And I'm talking about not a drop, not a drop of water in the attic or anywhere else uh, in our home or on our property. So. You all know what you're doing because some people think, oh, my God, I hear them. They're drilling. They're putting holes. How do you put holes in a roof? And then the roof's not going to leak. It doesn't leak, does it, Frank? It does not. Uh, we put flashings. We do for every every uh, insertion. Everything gets flashed. Everything is is, is covered. Now, uh, I, the way it works is this. Customer says, okay, Frank, let's go. Within 10 days, we get a crew out there, and they will check the breaker box. They'll check the lines, they'll check the shingles. Now, they're going to look at the shingles, obviously, from the roof. There's no way they can see under the shingles. If, if the roof installation was a faulty installation by the roofer, and you and I talk about it all the time, Joey Bag of Donuts, we can pick up <laughs> truck in a lot, right? uh, <laughs> uh, that, that did the roofer, maybe he didn't do it right. Well, that's not going to be evident from our inspectors looking at it from standing on the roof, right? So what we do is we verify. We verify the age of the roof, A, the age of the roof, and there's no way we can go back and, and check with the installer, hey, did you do a good job, right? So 
So looking at the shingles, we have a way of, of detecting the age of the shingle because of the brittleness, you know, as time goes by, they get brittle. Now, if, if, if our engineers, if, I mean, if the guys that come back and they see it, shingles look fine, uh, we'll install. If, in fact, and this happens a lot, people will say, hey, look, I got a 25-year-old shingle up there. It's been up there for 25 years. Uh, it, it, you know, and I'll, I'll say, look, we're, we're not going to install until we do something about that. Now, the next step is, and you brought up a point about the uh, 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 vents, roof vents. Two things about that. Number one, prior to getting into the solar business, All Seasons was a, a builder of custom homes. Okay, so we were we are licensed to move those vents. Ninety-five percent of the time, we're able to move them to a place uh, with no problem whatsoever. And yeah. yeah, and I want to testify to this. I had it done. The vents were moved, and I was able to have 28 sleek panels beautifully in an array that looks like it's one big item. I mean, it's it, 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 it can be done, uh, and I, I talk to people, Frank, like you do all the time. And they said, Harry, you really love your solar. That's not just on-air shtick. I said, I don't do shtick. I said, I wouldn't make it 31 minutes, let alone 31 years, if I was talking smack and garbage. I believe what I'm saying. I, I, am, I am a solar customer. So, and I share all the anecdotes of that it took me a couple of years of being stupid. I, I think about that sometimes. I paid thousands probably over a couple of years more than I needed to. Because I waited. So I urge people all the time, don't do what I did. You know, learn from my mistake. Uh, for some reason, I was making up uh, objections. And one day I said to my wife, Margie, who Frank knows, I said, Margie, what are we doing? I said, we, we've, we've got to do this. And she said, absolutely. And the rest is history. I've never looked back. And Frank, I'm still waiting for the first person. No one's ever called me back and cursed me out. Harry, everything you said was a lie. Oh, my God, I can't believe you did this to me. I mean, how can you be unhappy reducing your electric bill? Basically, for, I want to say for the rest of your life, but let's say to be literal for the next 20 years or more. I mean, in most cases, Frank, it's an absolute winner, isn't it? It really is. And, and again, to, to the point we made in the first break, the point I was making, sometimes it isn't right. Sometimes it's not right for the customer. And I'm going to tell you something. All I am and the company is the first person that's going to tell you that. Uh, I've, I've, I've told people that solar is not for you, and I look over, and, and I, the one example of you and I, I've mentioned many times where the, the, the homeowner were, they were both uh, handicapped, and they had assistance from the state for their electric bill. I think it was like $180 a month or something like that. And uh, uh, I saw it and noticed that on the on the bill, on their, on their electric bill. And I said, whoa, 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 you can't. Solar is going to cost you money. You're going to lose that $180, you know, which Yeah, was- you, you did something that I know other people wouldn't have done. There would have been people that would have done that deal. They would have put them in solar. They would have had their lease payment. They would have had their bill. And they would have lost the the deal that they had. That that's that's why I'm so proud to partner with you and with Mr. Damasi and with All Season Solar, because if it's not right for the customer, they're not going to have to figure it out alone. You're going to tell them this doesn't work in your particular situation, uh, and here's why. 
So if you're going to do that deal with one of our listeners, it will be because you've already determined that this is an advantageous thing for them to do. There's a lot of credibility in that, Frank. I can't believe it. We're down to about a minute and a half. Let me turn it over to you. Anything you want to close with? Well, usually I close with what I opened with this time. Uh, This radio station has been wonderful. Our, Our partnership has been great. Here we are, January 2023. And to my recollection, we started this thing back in 2013, I believe. Yeah. So we're we're into our into our tenth uh, year relationship, and it has been wonderful. It, ha- it really and truly has. It sounds like a sales pitch. I don't mean it to come out that way, but uh, it really has been profitable for both of us. And by the way, when you do call, when you do call, uh, you tell the the my scheduler, our scheduler, that uh, you know heard it, you heard it on Harry's early show. Uh, we, Austin's and Solar, will donate $500 in your name to the Harry Hurley Charities, uh, which I will say again, 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 I tell everybody this, that every penny that Harry Hurley generates from his charity donations goes to the local charities in South Jersey. This is true. Every single penny. Frank, I thank you, and we're at the finish line. Brian Kilmeade wants to take these airwaves, scoop it right from us. Thanks for a great visit. Oh Already looking forward to next <laughs> next month. Thank you, Frank. You got it, buddy. Thank you, pal. Uh, Live and local tomorrow morning, beginning at 5 a.m. with my great friend Tom P., John DeMassey. 9 a.m. to 12 noon, Carmen Murata, Tony Mart presents from 12 noon to 2 p.m. My name is Harry Hurley in the morning. Have a great weekend. See you on the digital platform.